0: One day, Farmer saw Donkey fall into a very deep hole. Farmer didn't know how to help Donkey, so he decided to bury him. Farmer grabbed his shovel and began shoveling dirt down into the hole. Donkey, down below, felt the dirt hit his back. He shook the dirt off and stomped the ground. Farmer, unaware, continued shoveling dirt down below. Donkey. Unaware of farmer's intentions, continued to shake the dirt off his back and stomp the ground, making him that much closer to the top. On and on, the moronic dance continued. Farmer shoveling dirt down into the hole. Donkey shaking it off his back, stomping the ground that much closer to the top. Which is unfortunate, because all that shaking and all that stomping did only one thing. It attracted Shahalud, the mighty sandworm of Arax- Araxis. May the passing of Donkey cleanse the world. I'm Blue Shark45, and this is the GNA Podcast.
1: To the GNA podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we don't let Blue do any more cold openings. Oh, God, that was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but it was funny. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there. You started, and I'm going, Where is this going? And I could have swore you told me what the hell it was, but I should have read it because I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's in honor of Dune. Dune's out in theaters, folks. Go see it, read the book. Yeah, read the book.
1: Well we've actually a, no, see the movie. The movie's actually really good. It is. Alright, so we've got to a ton get... of people here tonight, so let's get through introductions because we've got a very special guest with us tonight as well. So we're you heard him, we got Damoc. How you feeling, Damoc? Uh I'm not as
2: drunk as I should be after all that tequila, but I'm here.
1: All right. And we got D from Microbrew Gamers. D, how you feeling tonight, guy? I'm doing all right. Uh, feeling a little bit better health-wise, so I'm going to be drinking tonight. Nice! I might actually go grab a beer. I don't know. And you heard them. Well, you've already heard them, and you're already shaking your head. You may have palm so hard you've given yourself a concussion from it, but you know, you heard Blue Shark 45. How you feeling, Blue?
0: You know, I feel very secure with rock foundations underneath me, no shifting sands around, so I feel safe.
1: Yeah, you well, don't you have to gotta worry gotta about the grass. <laughs> 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 and we have a very special guest trevor trevor like tre- trevor tre alexander how are you doing tonight man
3: doing very great got a beer ready to just stunned by that opening <laughs> and so ready to have a conversation so looking forward to it
1: awesome well when we start off here um since you're you're the new guy why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself
3: yeah sure so he said trevor uh located way up here in ottawa canada the coming from a podcast called new dad gaming so it's a college friend of mine we've been doing it for about five years after my first son was born and it was just the idea of what on earth does a guy with a couple kids do to play a couple games and what's that look like and hell what's even look like when a kid starts gaming himself and how do you navigate that crazy world so designer otherwise up in ottawa gamer and lover of beers and so excited to be here on the show
1: rock on Well, I'm pretty sure every one of us here, well, except for Blue, poor Blue, has a kid some way, shape, or form. You saw Um, mine walking by. I was going to say, yeah, we did just see Danny. (laughs) He's looking good too, man. He's looking healthy.
3: Yep.
4: Yep. And then uh, Anya's
3: in the other room, so I got two myself. Good night. It's It's the right number, I think. Anybody who goes past that is a little bit wild, I think. Met some people with six. I've met met one couple with eight, which is just after you get to two and you're thinking like, after two, I'm surviving with two, and like you have eight. So say that I'm eight. Like that's a glutton for punishment. Like two.
4: (sighs) It's like I also. It's like what else do you do besides having eight kids? Well, I also like to put my dick in a vice and squeeze. I mean, it's like what type of torture do you put yourself through?
1: (laughs) Okay, do you guys remember Groucho Marx, right? yes nod yes yes okay so groucho Marx used to do live shows all the time and he had this one thing where he was uh he was introducing all of his guests and the guests were going along and he's just talking to the one guy he's like oh yeah so why don't you tell me that we'll just call him bill i forget what his actual name is like ah bill tell us about yourself bill he's like uh you know he's like i'm from here and this he's like oh okay bill Well, tell me are you married bill He's like yeah yeah i'm married and you know he's always got that cigar he's like oh man isn't marriage wonderful it's fantastic he's like you got any kids (laughs) bill's like yeah yeah i got uh, i've got i've got several kids ah, how many you got he's like uh, i've got 14 he's just 14 i like my cigar a lot but i take it out every once in a while <laughs> oh, love groucho Marx. saw that on a live broadcast <laughs> from my uncle and i you know again i'm i'm making up, i'm paraphrasing a bunch of stuff in there but it's just like
3: <laughs> holy crap off the top of his head too damn Nice. Oh, that is sharp. That is such a great rib.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Groucho Marx was like, he was that guy. He was on the point every single time. Um. Well, the first thing we go into is we go into, what are we drinking? Because that's, you know, games, nerds, and alcohol. That A at the end is uh, usually a big one. So, we just usually kick into what's everybody drinking? Um, we try to, to talk about, uh, you know, we don't just say, hey, I'm drinking Elysium Full Contact Imperial Hazy IPA. We try to tell a little bit about, like, what it is how we feel you know what we like to taste etc etc so i'll kick this one off because i wasn't actually going to drink tonight but i've had this one last elysian full contact sitting in my fridge so i'm like all right i'm gonna drink this guy um it's a full it's a full contact imperial hazy ipa it is if you like ipas this may be a little bit too fruity for you uh it's not very hoppy at all when you get the first smell you that first smell you think it's gonna be incredibly hoppy like really strong hops on the nose the 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 attack is very fruity not floral at all very fruity very sweet the finish has got a little bit of hops but way less than you would expect there to be in a in a hazy ipa it does have that uh it's hard to describe that thick taste that you get at a hazy ipas Um, it definitely has that thick flavor and that thick taste and um it's, it's really nice. This would be a good smooth drinker like if you're going to chill out for a day at the beach or something or um, maybe a long barbecue day because it's it's really not that hard to drink and I don't know what the ABV is. I should have looked that up before I started drinking. And I'm turning this can around and you would think that they would put it on here somewhere but I don't know if you guys can see the can. It's got this weird blue... Looking kind of pattern to it that makes it hella hard to read anything on the damn thing.
0: Have uh, you tried putting it on your other glasses?
1: Oh, there we go. Oh, it's 8.9%. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so I guess it maybe not be an all drinker at a barbecue because you might die. <laughs> um,
5: <laughs>
1: it doesn't taste hey, alcoholic. It, it really that, doesn't. It's really uh, a- Only 9%. Yeah, fine. It's a, uh, it's it's the Scottish, it's just crap. No, it's, uh, it's actually really smooth. I thought, um, I honestly thought this was going to be in the six or, or lower range. Um, that could be dangerous. Now that I'm, now that I'm sipping on that a bit more, that could be real dangerous. um D what are you drinking tonight, man? Well,
4: I'm, I'm trying to finish him up because uh, I had it on there before, but the OpaFest Oktoberfest lager. Uh, really good. It's a, a typical lager. Um, at this time of year but it's attack it's 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 almost a little floral but it's kind of sweet so it's not too hoppy uh, really smooth on the attack it's a very good basic logger
1: oh crap drink <laughs> yeah so that's a whole game on the podcast that D actually forced up because he kept saying the word and we don't have to drink for this I'm explaining yep. it <laughs> He kept saying the word basic all the time. In fact, it was one of his staple point where (laughs) it's finally to the point of, I don't remember if it was Blue or me or Zyber, but somebody said, every time you say basic now, we're all going to drink in hopes that we were just going to get him plastered and he'd pass out and we would never have to hear basic again. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, to their dismay,
4: I'm former army, so I can keep drinking and be stupid.
1: Yeah. The stupidity can last. Yeah. I woke up under the desk several times.
4: But it's also, this is only 5.7% alcohol, so it's, it actually is a smooth, just regular, just drink, relax, not going to get you hammered. So, really good for this time of year. Um, uh, well, September, actually, because Oktoberfest is actually in September, contrary to what we do in this country. Uh, I spent some time in Germany, so it's uh, it, it's weird. It, it, it has a Oktoberfest name for a completely different reason, I don't remember what, but they celebrate it. It's like a couple weeks long in September.
1: She had a lot nice. of fun. How about you, Trevor? What are you drinking tonight, man?
3: So I'm drinking a Bose Lugtrain. So that's a local beer from up here in Ottawa. So representing the home city. the This is one of the more interesting ones. Because it before we kind of got into like a renaissance of craft beer here in Ontario, the province or state that I'm in, uh, there's only kind of a couple. And this is one of those mainstays, like one of those first ones that shows up. But then just kind of shows everybody how it's done. Like, this is a basic, like, oh, I just threw out the basic word. Very sorry. everyone, take a drink. <laughs> a straightforward lagered ale. So, it's not going to throw any curveballs at you, but you're going to take it and just enjoy every bit of it. So, it's uh, rounded, it uh, has a decent amount of uh, malt to it. There's not a lot of hops to speak of for it. Uh, you can almost kind of get a bit of fruit like citrus at the end, but it's very much hidden in the background. So the ones that really hit you is kind of that rounded uh, palate to it, and then the malt really comes through. But it's super clean finish, and it ends up being a really delicious beer. So if it ever does show up, I don't know that they really got out of Canada. don't know how that distribution, but if you ever do, come on up. Uh, Bow's Lugtret, Lagerdale, quite delicious. That's coming in at 5.8%.
1: That, that does sound, sound
3: good. Sounds really yeah,
1: good. Does, that does sound good. Blue, we got to make it up to Canada.
3: If for are nothing off the beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was going to go to Canada one year uh, to visit um, uh, Colby and uh, try to see the Langels But uh, then I got sick as a dog and I had to go to the hospital and lost, I think, like yeah. two weeks of pay being, <laughs> at, being in the hospital. So that kind of like killed that.
1: Well, we've got so many people that we got to visit now. And I don't mean by visit by torture. I mean, actually visit, say hi, (laughs) that type of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, if anything, I just like Toronto is one place I definitely want to go just because like, I've been told like there's all the foods there. Oh yeah. You can see all that.
3: Just pick it, like throw a dart at a map. And there's probably a restaurant from whatever country you hit inside of Toronto. Like the, uh, International cuisine is kind of nuts. So consider this your official Canadian invitation to come on by anytime you like. Nice. There we go.
1: Now we're officially invited. So if they stop us at the border this time,
3: we (laughs) can tell them. my name. Uh, Oh, dude, you don't have
2: to worry about the border. I'll take you to North Dakota. And when you go to North Dakota, you can just walk across that football field (laughs) and you're in Canada and there's nothing. They don't go, fuck.
3: (laughs) Come on over. It's very open.
1: What about you, Damoc? What are you drinking, man? Halal. Halil.
2: Come on, Blue. Help me out with the fucking pronunciation of it.
0: Uh, halal? Are you, or What is this? Or are, 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 are we praising Allah? Does this? No, oh, the this, this, this the
2: Jal Halal. Whatever <laughs> fucking Lie. beer. It's, it's Halal. 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 What the fuck is called? I, yeah. Standard. <laughs> fuck you guys. It is a basic bitch beer, oh, and I'm drinking it.
1: God damn it. It is not.
2: No, it's not. It's a very sophisticated beer. It is not basic in any fucking way. Seriously, who gave the
4: sophisticated beer to the former army guy? You know know we're practically illiterate here.
2: I was going to say, like, I'm fucking so brain damaged that, you know, my taste buds from all the salt water that we had to fucking drink because it keeps you hydrated to add salt tablets to your fucking canteen water. Yeah, the army kind of ruined my taste buds, and or the iodine you added to kill all the crap that when we're drinking. Oh, bad true water. story, fucking all that goddamn iodine. That you're like, you know, good thing I'm not allergic to certain things.
1: It's like, are you guys okay? <laughs> Maybe. All right. So, so, so what's the thing? What's it like? Give me, give us give, give some info. What's
2: this thing like, man? I, dude, I just got, t- telling you, my taste buds are ruined by fucking salt water. Okay, I don't okay. know. It tastes what's... like good flavored beer that is relatively smooth and easy to drink. Like, I have half a glass and I could down it in two gulps and it doesn't fuck with my acid reflux or indigestion. It's pretty goddamn good overall. I, I recommend it's
0: it. It's an IPA.
1: Oh, it's an IPA. So, okay. Well, there we go. There's yeah. some there, There's some info. What's the ABV on it?
2: I
0: don't know. I threw the can away. Six-ish? <sighs> yeah, it's about that.
1: You have filled your family.
0: It's, it's, it's Highlight, and it's Cigar City's The Brewery.
2: Yeah, Cigar City makes it. It's I'm a liar. It's 7.5% with 65 IBUs. It is an IPA. Yeah, like I said, it's a... The name is misconceiving. I like highly. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I've had a lot of tequila. It's, it's as the well. dog races that are dude, I got the- God over here in my fucking ear, and he's just like, "You're fucking saying things wrong." Like I've had a lot of tequila too, man. Fuck, I had Mexican food. And I love me some tequila Mexican do, food.
0: Do you have the that devil over, over the other shoulder? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do. Look, I got the patron saint of vodka over one shoulder. I got God over the other shoulder. Like, ah, oh, this is not working out for me tonight.
1: Well, I mean, getting pulled no in all wh- directions. No matter which Both way mine are know, mentally you're special. <laughs> well, next segment: state of games. State of games is where we talk Wait, about. What am what I chop we- liver here? If yeah, you, you
0: don't yeah, don't care about what you yeah,
1: drink. Really what you're that bad? God, it was we so terrible. I forgot you were here. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are you drinking? Uh, all right. So, Damoc, the last time I was on this show, was enjoying uh Yingling uh Hershey's Porter. So I decided that I was going to go out and I was going to try this, uh, and I just want to say first things first. It. The label says says Yingling and right below it says Hershey's chocolate porter. And they put a little uh, sticker on here twice, one at the top and the one right above Yingling. And it says 20 plus I'm sorry, 21 plus to enjoy just, just to make it clear that, Hey, guess what? This is still alcohol. I've been staring at this thing since we started and I've been trying to find what the ABV is on this. I don't think it's much. Um,
2: no, Yunling's around 5.4 to
0: 5.7. Yeah. I mean and so it's not it's not really strong. The nice thing that I like about the porter uh, or this this Hershey's porter is that it's a very subdued chocolate taste. So it's not this huge like chocolate palate um you know just like flooding your mouth. It's very subdued and it makes the porter just a little more mellow to drink. When I think about it, it almost makes me think of an oatmeal stout. You know, if you don't like the, you know, how strong a stout is in flavor, an oatmeal stout to me is a lot more milder in taste. So that's what I think the Hershey's does for this, uh, Yingling Porter. Because I think uh, Yingling made another one uh, that's a porter that was very strong in the coffee realm. It's called Black and Tan. I want to make sure that's really Uh, so I
2: like black and tan, but I disagree with it being on the coffee side of things.
0: Well, I I'd have to say I it's been probably God, how old was I? It was still in college, so it's probably been ten years since I've had one. Okay, Uh, so if I'm
2: going to drink a yinling, I prefer the black and tan. It's just harder to find overall unless i go to like publix or something i can't pick it up from sheets or wawa or 7-eleven i have to go to a grocery store and hopefully they have it
0: well would you agree though that it's actually smoother than the black and tan the 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 hershey's porter oh the hershey's
2: porter by far is i I had no idea i know cecil said something about it or selkie said something about it and they were we were waiting we were going to go to mass nuttin and somebody was hoarding some and then I totally blanked on it and I found it randomly and loved it. I will say if you talk to vintage that screwball peanut butter whiskey with the yinling that seat, you already got it. I was gonna say you have to try <laughs> that cause I've, not, I've not had yeah. a chance to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, let's, let's, let's go ahead and let's add a little bit to this glass. I was sipping on this um, every time uh, you all said the accursed phrase on this show
1: the accursed phrase that that which we shall not speak
0: oh that is good I don't do a lot of beer cocktails but um yeah that that that's definitely uh, so it's not as chocolatey as I would like it to be but
2: I see I mm. noticed that drinking the beer the chocolate taste was on the aftertaste and yes, it was really good oh, like you had a nice yeah nice beer taste but then like did I just, I, like, eat a fucking bite of a Hershey's bar? It was really good.
0: I would say it's not like I would... It wouldn't be like their milk chocolate. It tastes more like their um, Special Dark on the after, on the on the back of the tongue. It's not... It's definitely not... You're definitely not getting, like, milk chocolate taste. You're going to get, like... Which is good, because if you don't want a really, like, sugary taste, then I would go with that. Now, if you do want a little sugar and you do have screwball lying around... I would say that you definitely want to maybe do a shot, maybe two for a bottle. Because the screwball itself is very sweet. Um, if you've got something that's more of a peanut, peanut buttery um, whiskey, that's not like it's really like, I don't know. Uh, the best way I can describe it is if you actually took a spoon of peanut butter and you literally like stuck it on your tongue, like that's a peanutty taste. The, the screwball is more like taking a spoonful of Reese's peanut butter and sticking it on your tongue. It's very sugary. So if you don't want a lot of sugar to it, I would say I would definitely, just a shot will probably do you good with the Hershey's uh, Porter. Or sorry, the Yingling Hershey's Porter. Uh, but if you want more sugar, then I would add a little more to it. Or if you don't want any of that sugar taste, I would find a very peanutty um, whiskey. So, yeah, I don't know if
2: they have a very peanutty whiskey. Screwball was the first City one to come Gate. out with the peanut butter but,
0: whiskey. So so the one that I'd have to say so far, and this is probably where it's going to be hard, uh, it's, in, it's made by the St. Augustine um, City Gate Distillery. And it's called... Uh, Let's well, just peanut butter whiskey. But yeah, uh, no, Gate's I looked that up and similar. that shit
2: to get outside of where the fuck you're at in Florida. It was yeah. super fucking expensive.
0: Yeah, they they don't have a lot of distribution. And I mean, there's other brands like Sheepdog and uh, Blind Squirrel, but I've never tried either one of those. I've only tried Screwball and Citygate. But I will say the nice thing about Citygate is it's very peanutty. compared to a very sugary flavor
2: now i have to ask before we get off of this entire alcohol section because i know (laughs) i'm going to ask and i'm exceedingly disappointed in cecil for not asking this up front so trevor you're up in canada have you ever
3: had a puppers (laughs) puppers. (laughs) i'm sorry i don't know what that is i really feel like i should what is the yeah, no, no?
0: No, I wouldn't th- I, say that's something you need to know because I don't think that's necessarily y'all's territory, provi- province, province. See, yeah, dude, I, 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 was, I, was I was trying painted, huh?
1: not to go with the like blatantly Canadian things. I was just trying to like, hey, let's go, let's just go smooth here. What he's referring to is from the show Letter Kenny. There was a beer called Puppers. And they actually turned oh it from God. a from a beer on the show to an actual beer that they brewed. No, no, no. Yeah. It was a beer before no, the beer show. Before.
0: Yeah, Gus and Brew and Puppers were were exist they existed beforehand. They were just like one of the I guess they were like a sponsor of some sort. Or or uh I forget the actor's name. Uh he's Jared. Is it I think it's Jared? This guy who plays something. Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. It's Jared, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, so, okay,
2: so, uh, and so Trevor, have Daryl, you, have you on, uh, seen
3: Leonard Catter? Seen Leonard Ketter. yeah. I, the beer reference I didn't catch. I got to, I'm running out to the store right after this is done. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try
2: it. Yeah, promise, get We can get some.
3: Man, I mean, promise, I grew up in small town Canada. So like watching that show is kind of like painful as far as like, oh, yeah, that, that does happen a lot. Or, oh, that's, ah, oh, that's too close to home. I don't like watching this. So it, it, it's unfortunately spot on sometimes. The, and I don't know if it's a Canadian thing where they any any slightly successful Canadian show seems to spawn their own whiskey <laughs> or uh, beer or like some other thing. There was like a show they had uh, Shits Creek, which oh, immediately yeah. came out with a bunch of, came out with a bunch of wines and like I think even a vodka. There was there was a semi famous Instagram can, uh, comedian and he just released a butter tart whiskey. So it seems like as soon as any Canadian gets any amount of notoriety, it's like, oh, got to put out alcohol. Let's go. Let's got to cash in.
1: I'm surprisingly oh, oh, very when okay is, with this.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, when's Linus Tech Ticks coming out with fucking uh,
1: whiskey? But they already got one. You
2: haven't like had A it? Canadian? No, I haven't had their fucking whiskey. Now I'm going <laughs> to go on there and harass Linus on his fucking <laughs> online accounts. <sighs>
3: I hope it has some sort of te- like it has like a gra- each one comes with a graphic card or like some sort of fan on the side of it. Like I'd like to see sometime. Hey,
1: hey, if it comes with a graphic card, I'm down. As long as it's not one of those old like yeah. 6800 GT or yeah 6800 GTS from like '98.
2: Dude, fuck you! I have one sitting in a box, literally right over there.
1: Dude, so do I. I still have it. If I ever get a, car- if yeah, I ever just get a motherboard to run it, I'm going to do it.
3: Yeah, the, so each each bottle costs like $4,000. It's inside of the whiskey. But after you're done drinking, you got to put in some rice, and hopefully it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's
1: I for, would be down for that.
3: If It would it'd be a pretty sweet way to sell graphic cards. You have to it's outful, so it you. should be all right.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> why, all the sugar and stuff in it, we don't care about that. I mean, if it's vodka- Candy coating, it's fine. Oh, oh, if it's Devil Springs, I think we're good. Or Everclear. I'm pretty confident you could soak anything in Everclear and it's still going to work, except yourself. That won't work. Well, see, there's
3: a new version of liquid cooling where it's like the liquid in it is a whiskey, and you just have to kind of every now and then top it up. So after it's done cooling it, you know, no, Damon would hot never have run GP- a running computer.
2: His computer would always be drained. <laughs> True fucking story.
3: <laughs> When did you your computer like, hey, on fire! Oh, I was thirsty.
1: Yeah, hey, 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 Damoc, we're gonna we're gonna play some uh, we're gonna play some something. You want to join in? Nah, my computer. I gotta get more whiskey for my computer. What do you mean more whiskey for your computer? What happened to the last three bottles? Yeah, we, we just, I gotta get more.
0: So so going off of uh, famous TV shows. Okay, so here's a cocktail that I think we should eventually try on this show. Um, it's from Archer, the TV series the green russians had them good green Russian. absinthe vodka and heavy cream
2: yeah they're good you okay. uh, the absinthe flavor gets buried under the heavy cream entirely so and then the vodka taste gets muted a little bit you have to like a heavy cream flavor but overall the absinthe adds a little bit of that black licorice type taste but very very mild it's like the tail end of you know, black licorice after you've swallowed it 20 minutes ago. And, you know, you still get that, like that, that taste at the after effect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good, dude. I've tried everything on fucking Archer because, uh, was it bloody Mary alcoholic? full of grace? Uh, blessed be thy name. The fuck is his, his prayer for alcohol and all that. It's yeah. Pretty good.
0: Okay.
1: All right. Well, state of games. State of games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we just pontificate on how
3: we feel gaming is
1: today. So, because we got a new guy here, Trevor, what's your state of games, man?
3: Yeah, so there's been uh, two, so I recently just, uh, and nothing new, unfortunately, so uh, hopefully that's not the purpose of this uh, part of the show, but uh, I finally finished Hades, which uh, that, it's honestly become one of my favorite games, like just... Roguelites have never really been my type of thing, but the way they Supergiant game put this one together, it was just fantastic. I've never enjoyed dying so much huh. in a game. And the, you know, I think I'm a sucker for anything Greek mythology, that type of stuff, so really well put together, and it's super cheap these days. Like, if, if you want to even, like, dip in, like, you usually find it for, like, 12 bucks on the Epic Store or Steam or wherever else you'd find it. So thoroughly enjoyed it. And then, other way went kind of retro recently with playing uh, Final Fantasy XII. Nice. Kind of had a feeling for almost like a game on autopilot. So I really wanted a game that could uh, work Something crazy. So I wanted something I could just turn my brain off. And the combat system of Final Fantasy XII is really you just set up a list of instructions for all you guys to do. They call them gambits. You just blast through the world and they just kind of take care of it themselves. Almost kind of like MMO style, but just offline. And it's old comfort Food, I don't really need to read anything or think. It's just kind of blast through, brain off, great relaxation. So revisiting a bit of a classic. It showed up on the Xbox Game Pass, so it was an easy kind of download and jump back into it. So that's been my week, this one.
1: Very nice. What about you, D? What's your state of games there, man?
4: Well, spending a lot of time with my little guy since he was homesick. I was watching him, so uh, we played a bunch of being... Getting close to Halloween, Luigi's Mansion Three. We were playing together. That was a lot of fun.
5: Yeah. So we played that. Um, Amazing.
4: As far as retro goes, because uh, you know I love the old school. I uh, got him into on the NES Final Fantasy One. He's been playing that and
1: loving it. Holy hell! So that's, that's a that's a throwback.
4: Yeah, wow. I pulled out the old NES. I popped that in, and he's been sitting there. You know, he was just playing that for days, just uh, loving it. So he's 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 gotten to the uh to the elf uh to the elf city and he's been cruising around in a little ship and fighting, you know, sea monsters, so he's he's happy as can be.
1: Awesome. No, so nothing that. too
4: crazy, just playing just pretty much playing it you know, paying attention to him and just you know, playing the games with him, so
3: must be a good reader if he's uh all those like text dialogues flying through if he's trying to like figure out what to do. Like that's uh I always thought that was kind of a cool part with like getting kids into those older yeah, uh, role playing games—they they forces them to read if they want want to know what the heck's going on. Yeah, he's wicked smart for his age. He's really, uh,
4: really good at reading, and he's actually really good at math. So, nice. yeah, that's
1: one of the things I what loved you, about the old school games is that they there there was no fancy talking, there was no voiceovers. It was all you had to read everything on the screen if you wanted to know half of what was going on. And then when you got the really bad Japanese translations, and you're trying to go, what exactly did they just say? I'm. <laughs> I'm. I i do not think they meant to say you're gonna smurf your mother. I don't. I don't think they got that word right. <laughs> I think they meant something else. Like oh, they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And years later, the final translation. Oh, they. You were gonna smurf your mother. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. that's weird. Okay. <laughs> well, and God just chimes in. So he doesn't have that issue because he doesn't have to worry about translations. <sighs> what about you, Blue? What's your state of games there, man?
0: So, so this uh, Trevor, this Hades game, I, I I was I haven't heard of it. So I decided to watch the trailer while you all were yakking away. And uh, the the enjoyment of the dying thing, like so, so the guy he's like some like teenage looking or some like young adult looking guy, and he comes out of this pool of blood after dying, and he like walks up the stairs and he says, "All right, don't mind me, carry on." <laughs> That was hilarious, uh, but anywho, so so my state of games, uh, uh, Pokemon Go on on the mobile. Uh, I've been actually uh, I, I I wanted to, I, I logged in now just to check what the actual um, the name of it was, but it's misunderstanding or misunderstood uh, mischief. So I'm trying to get through that. I'm at the last point that they have so far. I'm in step twelve. You know, we'll see when the next ones come out, but. I finished the other uh, minor ones that they had, you know, just catching all the ghosts like God, I've never gotten annoyed of catching so many dang ghost Pokemon and so many dark Pokemon. But I was glad they didn't do Spirit Bomb this time. Excuse me, Spirit Bomb this time. I feel like they did that too many years in a row. Uh, But, you know, catching all the new ghost Pokemon has been pretty fun doing that. Uh, And then also I got into. So one of my buddies I haven't talked to in a while. Um, I got a chance to catch up with them this past Saturday. So I was like, yeah, let's play some video games together. And I was like going through, this is what I've got. And he's like, do you have game pass? I was like, yeah, I think so. And we we're playing on PC. And of course, I've I come to find out later this game's crossplay, So I could have played it on the console with them. But uh, I, I played uh, back for blood which I'm kind of surprised uh, I'm not as we, as we all know, I'm not one for the horror genre. Uh, I'm a scaredy cat, uh, but I'd have to say that this was uh, definitely not that I would say it's more like uh, a horde mode or a firefight for Halo ODST fans. So it was definitely more of like you get overwhelmed, but it's not like, bah, you know, the jump scares, none of that. So I've been enjoying that playing through with them, picking up weapons. they along the way, upgrading them. Uh, what did we get to? We got to the, the bar level. They got oh, yeah. to get, they got to get someone. Um, they got to bring someone in and they need to distract the zombies. So they're like, go to a bar and hit the jukebox. And I wish I could remember the name of the song. But the name there was the the level was named after an old an 80s yeah eighties 80s rock tune. Uh I think they were like a hair band or something. Like, you know, like they have like the really like wild hair. No, I don't know what uh, you're talking
1: about. Can you describe it a little bit more? What do you mean by hair band?
0: So um maybe hummaverse. Yeah, something 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 uh oh, fudge i wish i could remember the name of the darn song i can't remember it because they didn't use that song and i was and i literally had the song queued up that was the name of the level and i'm like all right i'm going to listen to this and one of the guys is like and and this this guy was very interesting he was like very like monotone very like serious he's like yeah you're not going to want to do that because you know you're gonna have a hard time hearing the zombies and i was like yeah yeah, yeah. good point good point so i like turned oh. it off but the,
2: and it the, up, bar, the, the jukebox you're talking about, the first time me and Cecil did it, it played Motorheads, the Ace of Spades, which I fucking love that song, right? So I looked it up for you, Blue. It has a big fucking list of songs it plays.
0: Yeah, it but what's plays, the name of the level? The level, it was oh, named after a rock song. That's the one I'm getting at.
2: The, the one that did
0: for us. Yeah, the, the, the level is called something. Barroom Blitz. Barroom Blitz. That's what it is. It, I got it, it, that it's ballroom
1: blitz not not ballroom Ballroom blitz the name of the song is
0: ballroom blitz yeah so i i I made that connection i was like all right let's listen to ballroom blitz and i like had it queued up we ended up listening to uh a version of ramajan's black betty instead and that was just so much fun and it's like you get covered in blood anytime you kill these guys like you're just like coded in this stuff and i never played a left for dead game in my life but i definitely like this version of the game i it's not jump scary it's very much on the power side so if i i have to say i feel like watching a lot of the resident evil survival horror games you i feel like you're very weak you're very much like not in control to like you get to Resident Evil like five or six. You become more like shooter gunner. And then there's like my favorite style of horror games, and I'll, I'll wrap this up real quick, is like Doom. Rip and tear. You are a god, you are powerful, and you can shred through fear. And I like that aspect. I feel like Left for Dead, uh, or sorry, not Left for Dead, but Back for Blood leans more towards that like – um, powerful not like the weak and helpless oh my god you know i might make it through it's like no 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 no. we're gonna get through and we're gonna kill a lot of things so i highly suggest the game to anyone out there it's game pass right now i think i got it on the pc uh it was a buck so or if you've already got it, I mean, and if you don't have it and you want to buy it, I think it's 60 bucks, But I definitely say it's worth giving it a try and playing play with some friends because we had a blast with three to four of us.
1: And I want to point yeah, out dude. that if you just listen to all of Blue spiel, it's obvious he was not playing it on Veteran or Higher. <laughs> Neither yeah, I,
2: were we. Don't no, fucking lie. No, we I tried. I, I, and I don't know what we were right. on. But no, I dude, mean, but the, uh, the Black Betty song is by Spider Bait on that one. Okay. There's a I'll, I'll post a link dude. but it's Queen. Don't stop me now. Howlin' Wolf evil is going on. Spider Bait, Black Betty, Daniel Murray, Anthony, Zenato, Eric, Serna. does the devil inside. Dick Dale's. Maybe Mr. devil Screen. inside? Yeah, the devil inside. Not, not Slipknot, devil inside. Oh, no. dang. No, not Slipknot. Uh, I'm leaving <laughs> you, you baby. With Luther Guitar Jr. Johnson, The Hives, Tick Tick Boom, Johnny Cash, Rusty Cage, The Dead South in Hell, I'll Be Good Company, Mr. Airplane Man, Sun Sinking Low, A Pretty Mess, Empty Streets, Clutch, Electric Worry, Robert Johnson, Crossroad Blues, Muddy Waters, My Home is in the Delta, Misfits, All Hell Break Loose, and then Motorhead ace of spades so if you play that level it's a lot of fun because those are good high intensity upbeat songs to smash fucking zombies with as you were just all you hear is gunfire and baseball bats cracking skulls who'd you
4: say did uh black betty again fighter bait okay so they did a cover of it then because it was originally by ram jam that's right ram and jam is the original one ram jam
1: I actually did not know that there was a cycle of songs in that because the first time we played it, I actually had all of my all of my audio muted because I was doing the podcast and I was doing my backup recording. So I couldn't have the audio going because then it would not it would record that audio instead of you guys. So I never knew that it played the Ace of Spades. So when you're like, oh, it's playing the Ace of Spades, I'm like, oh, damn. Well, next time I play it, I'll have to listen. And we played it again and I was listening. I'm like, this doesn't sound like the Ace of Spades, but you know, maybe we're at a different part in the song and I just don't recognize it or something. I was like, I'm pretty sure I know the Ace of Spades. But now that I know that it's got a rotating list of songs that go in it, that makes me want to play. And that's good because it's guaranteed that you're going to go back and play these levels over again so that it gives it a little bit more of a replay value that you don't have to be stuck with the same song over and over. I mean, granted, if Ace of Spades played over and over, I would probably never get bored of that. No,
2: it was really, really good. I remember when we went back, I was expecting to hear Ace of Spades as the second song. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. This is great to kill zombies too. And it wasn't. But I was like, I'm still enjoying these songs. This is pretty good. I had no idea there was a list of rotating songs until
1: Blue brought it up. Yeah, neither did I. That's cool. That makes me want to go back and play some more because that's a fun game. And no, knowing that you play back for Blood Blue, you got to come and play with us. The whole last episode was literally us being terrified. Well, me getting terrified while playing back for Blood because you say there's no jump scares, but every time I turned around, there was something ready to freaking rip my head off, and scaring the crap out of me.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's. I guess it depends. Like we were like talking, chit chatting. Like it was very light, but it was. It's not like. Uh, it's not like a horror game. Dude, we sense. were talking
1: and chit chatting and doing a podcast, and I still got the crap scared out of me. Go listen. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, it's pretty funny. So <laughs> when I come around, I'm like, "What the smeg is that?" Yeah. You
0: know. Hey, does Blue Shark like photography?
1: Uh, oh
0: right. no, I'm not gonna play Flatal Frame. I've I've Damn seen it. that. Oh God, I've seen no. it. I, right. I watched I watched uh, Smokealok play that once, and I was just like, "This is a really odd premise." But yeah, this is really creepy because like, because if you ask me, so like saw Jason, Freddy Cougar, they aren't scary. No, 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 no. What's really scary is when you read or watch like a ghost story. I mean, a good I don't think 13 ghosts is a ghost story. Uh, for those of you who've seen that, um, I, I've seen the majority of that movie, but that's more horror. No, no, no. What's really scary about ghost stories is after the movie's over or after you close the book, you have that sense of eeriness that there's something around you. Or there's something that could be there. It's just, it, it's, and it's like hard to shake. No, no. Like, you want scary?
1: Have a 10 year old girl dressed as a ballerina with a dribble of blood coming out of her eye like she's been lobotomized, sit there in monotone, wave like this at you, and go, Do you want candy? the doctor can give you candy (laughs) follow me that's terrifying and I can guarantee you that's terrifying because we had people who literally walked up wanted to go through the damn haunted house and they turned around and turned tail as soon as they saw her
0: yeah that's pretty creepy
1: yeah, that was really freaking creepy. Well, I'll go to my state of games since Daymok's preoccupied at the moment. Uh, my state of games, I've actually been playing a bunch. I've been trying to get back into gaming because I have. I took a very, very long hiatus. I had school, I had a new job, yada, yada, yada. I'm actually going to a new job again here in December. That's a long story. But uh, I've been playing a bunch of games, Back for Blood, we actually were playing that last week, Uh, I continued on playing it a little bit later, I think we were playing last night, Daymok. Um, Destiny 2, I've been keeping my my dailies and stuff up in Destiny 2, hopefully actually I'm going to be getting a raid going tomorrow, so I'm really excited because I haven't done the Vault of Glass in forever, and they ported it over to Destiny 2, so I'm really excited to play the Vault of Glass again. Um I want to get Terraria going. I haven't. There's actually a crossover right now for Don't Starve and Terraria. Super excited to go play that. I haven't done that yet. I might actually do that right after we get done with this podcast, to be honest. Uh, oh, Graveyard Keeper. I jumped back into Graveyard Keeper because, you know, it's getting that time of year. Gotta love gotta, I love me some Graveyard Keeper. So I'm playing a bunch of that as well. And what the hell was I playing on the Switch? Oh, Shazbat. I forgot what I was playing on the Switch. I was playing at uh you usually play Monday. Stardew Valley? No, it wasn't Stardew Valley. It was Monday night. Metroid Dread is out? No. it has got no, a horror We're going to talk, be talking about Metroid Dread later. God dang it. Oh, it'll come to me. he will probably come to me midway in the show. I'll be like, it was this? You know, and I'll freaking jump it out there. But uh, yeah, I've been jumping through. Um, There's actually a bunch of games that I want to get into and I'm really excited. Uh, Square has been releasing a bunch of retro games, not only the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, they also released Actraiser remastered. I think it was Square. Um, Actraiser remastered and I watched a person play that. I was super impressed. It looks good. It feels just like the old Razor, as well as they've added a little bit more of like a city defense, like almost a tower defense game portion of it, which I really thought worked well with the way the game played. So super, super excited about getting that and putting that on the list. They um, also added
4: Akraiser. a couple levels to it and some more music too. They've fleshed up the music as well. I, I actually bought it; it was it's, it's wicked good so far.
1: Yeah, I'm. I've got another guy um, who's literally like my retro uh besides d he's my retro square liaison um he pretty much keeps me informed on all like anything like i swear to god the ceo of square can fart and i get a text going hey dude it smelled like candy like that's that's this guy um so uh, like he, he got through he, he got act razor he played right through it. he's like you've got to get this it's worth playing totally worth it go get it and i'm like yes gonna do it i just got so much to get through oh and, and i have been playing the this is one i forgot uh the dark pictures anthology uh house of ashes now the dark pictures i don't know if, if you guys I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure man of Medan, uh little hope you guys played them at all yes no yes no okay so <clears throat> do you guys remember until dawn for the playstation 4 Okay, so yes. same same company. I think it's Supermassive Games made a. They did a Dark Pictures anthology where they're like thirty or forty bucks a pop for brand new. But you know, you wait for them to go on sale. You probably get for under twenty, easy enough. But it's the Dark Picture anthology, and they are. If you remember the old school, um, the old school movies that were like little like amalgamations of stories, like uh, like the Black Cat or. Uh, there's a bunch of halloween stories i'm trying to remember them what's the oh like tales from the crypt uh tales from the dark side that was it uh they were just like anthologies of stories like they tell one and then they tell another and they tell another well the dark picture anthology is basically doing the same thing they're doing like these and they're fairly short games you can usually get through them at about 10 to 15 hours a piece but they've got a, a lot of replay value because each decision that you do has different uh branches that happen so you know you can either have everybody live nobody live. you know some people live and there's different kind of i mean it's it's the same story beginning to end you know the 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 twist at the end or or the the overarching story is still the same thing it's just whether your characters make it out alive or not uh, but the latest one that there was released back in october 16th i believe uh was called house of ashes and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I actually so little hope. I didn't enjoy until I got to the end, and then I got the twist, and then all of a sudden everything made sense. Because I was playing, and I was like, "God, this just this isn't really making sense. I don't understand why I'm why this person's doing this, or or why I'm going down this path." But then once I got to the end, all of a sudden it was like, "Holy crap, that makes total sense!" Now I understand, and I went back and played it again. Like I literally, it took me. It took me two months to play and beat the game. And granted, they're only like 10 or 15 hour games. It took me two months to finally beat that game. I beat it the next day. I played it all the way through again to beat it again because I was like, oh, that makes much more sense. House of Ashes is, um, it takes place in the Middle East. You are a uh, a military unit and you get dropped into a, oh God, I wish vintage was here. Because I've already forgotten the name of the of the ancient culture. It's not. It's not Sanskrit. It's not. Uh, what's the, the Sumerians? Sumerian. That's it. It's Sumerian. <clears throat> so you're welcome. You, thank you. So you drop down to this old Sumerian um, like temple, and things start to unlock. The only thing, and I'm and I'm hoping that it it progresses a little less predictively than I think it is. But they show the like in the in Man of Medan. And Little Hope, they didn't show like they didn't show the monster until farther into the game. Like you were deep into the game before you really started seeing the monsters. Um but in House of Ashes, is there a bug crawl? There's a bug crawling on my camera. Dude, I was like, what did speaking,
4: speaking of Horror <laughs> shit? <that was> so <laughs> Holy, Holy, Holy crap, did you see that? Dude, you remember, oh, yeah, was- you remember the show Creep Show? Holy crap.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Isn't this how... um uh, how I mean, Bill horror, has, horror starts? hill Horror has something like that, too. Isn't this how that starts? I don't know how what that type of
1: bug that is. I got to take a picture of this, guys, and show it to you. I don't even know what type of bug this is. This is just some weird like flat, it's probably going to try to kill me here in a second. Oh, Ladies
0: dude, you have to send
1: a picture of the bug. I got flightless right here. This probably a stink bug. This is
0: when no,
1: it doesn't look like, well, maybe the GNA podcast
0: bug. was permanently taken off air. Yeah. yeah. yeah Cecil was shy. never heard from again.
1: Yeah, Cecil, Cecil was never heard from again because this bug... Man, that was totally weird. I was like sitting there watching my camera. like, what the hell is that black spot on my camera? <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like, God, that. W-. I was like, that happened in House of Ashes where the things crawled across the camera. I'm like, yeah, oh it's crap, the- it's really happening. This is it, guys. This is it.
3: And of all um, the topics we'd be talking about when it happened, too, it's just like,
1: uh, yeah, it was. Like, my oh, it was God, cre- it's happening. How, how real is, is this creepy? game? Yeah, that was super creepy. Here, I'll, uh, insects I'll post insects
3: have a
4: sense of humor. They're like, watch this. We're gonna freak this fucker out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where right? did you post the picture? I just put it in lounge, I think. Uh yeah, yeah, I put it in lounge. Hold on, check you gotta check this bug out? Like that's not a fucking
2: dude. You have like living mold. Yeah.
1: No, dude, that, that thing is crawling. Oh now it's gone. Oh shit, where'd it go? Dude, it's a move. It changed to kill it. Yeah, it moved it ch- crawled
3: across the damn camera. You have to get out of the house, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, dude. You need to burn down your house now. You're scared of eight yeah, millimeter films in your basement. You no, no, no. You're fucked, dude. That, that's live mold. You're fucked. Get out now, burn wait, it.
0: Wait, wait. You said mold. Uh oh, biohazard. Resident Evil.
1: No, it's not mold. It's it's Last of Us, man. That's it. Like this thing is a spore. It's gonna it's gonna infect me. My brain is gonna come out of the skull. Like it's gonna be k- kaleidoscopes or whatever the hell those things are. Um, that's it. I'm done.
0: Yeah, dude, I have no idea what the flip that is, but that looks scary,
1: right? And it's crawling across my damn camera. <laughs> All right, yeah. D, like you are getting violently aggressive right now, but I can't hear a word you're saying. Fucking mic mute. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I had my mute on. I was saying is is that it was the thing from um it was the mold from Last of Us. I was like it normally inf- it's a real thing and infects ants, but now it's evolved to fuck up Cecil and the rest of yeah. us are gonna be with.
1: Yeah, patient zero right here, guys. <laughs> so I was trying to say,
4: I was pointing and, and flailing, but Mike Beat was like, nah, I got you defeated, bro.
1: <laughs> but anyways, um House of Asses, Supermassive Games. Um I you know, I bought every game that they've done. I've done I bought Until Dawn. I bought uh, all the all the anthologies. I love them. Uh, I love that the dark picture anthologies are are multiplayer, not only local, like couch multiplayer, but they're also multiplayer for uh, if you've got it and I got it, we can connect together, take, take, make the decisions of different characters individually in the game. So super fun game, really horrifying, um, not for kids, though, unfortunately. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, after after midnight or after uh, they go to bed thing or uh, or when they're over at their grandparents, something like that. But that is my state of game. Sorry I took so long there. That bug freaked me out. Um, Damoc, what's your state of games, man? Dude, that bug is still freaking
2: me out because look, it looks like in that picture it fucked three of the holes in your camera and now you have babies in there. Okay, it, it's not right. You guys have seen that too, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of creepy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And that I don't know where it's gone is even kind of more startling. Because it, I mean, uh, that's
2: either one really fucked up spider with the biggest egg sack I've ever seen. You are so screwed or you need to burn down your house. Either way, dude, just burn your house down.
4: It is. It is <laughs> Halloween. And I mean, <laughs> and now you've got, you know, the funky bug monster fucking with you. So it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, Cecil. it's it's your time's up, man.
1: Yeah. You had a good run.
3: It's been a good run. Good what run, we
1: I mean, you know, as, as long as I can at least edit this episode and get it out before I die, then we can be one. Or we can be two ninety two. That's a that's a good round number. Yeah, did you? Be or all right, or we're all gonna it.
4: find some eight millimeter film to finish in
1: our fucking attics.
2: We don't right, need to. That bug is art. <laughs> like that is scarier than finding eight millimeter film in your fucking basement.
1: Okay. Look, no, nothing is scarier than finding eight millimeter film in my attic. Because I don't have well, a basement, I've got a crawl space. If I th- and I'm telling you all right now, this is not a joke. I find a can, I find a box with an eight millimeter film in it that are all labeled home videos. I don't care who's in this house. I'm walking out, throwing the match behind me, and I've dumped gas the whole way. I'm not even <laughs> questioning it. I'm living on the street because you know what? He's only gonna kill me when I go back and move to a different house. If I'm living on the street, I'm homeless. I've got a loophole. There's a a movie to watch
0: for this. This is a movie to watch. Well, uh, my concern is the bug. If that is really the Last of Us mold, ammo is way too expensive right now for that to be breaking out. (laughs) Way too expensive.
2: Well, there's a good thing about being a paranoid alcoholic, former military dude. My house is, you know, a good place to come for ammo.
1: All right, I'll go there first, son. (laughs) Uh, State of
2: games. (laughs) Yes, but no, but yes, but I'm really upset right now. So I don't even know if I want to talk about the games that I fucked up really bad because I was half paying attention to things and now I'm all... So I played Back for Blood, which, yeah, I think Cecil actually wanted to discuss that later in the show, but uh, uh, it is what it is. It's an interesting game, Blue. I'm glad you're playing it, but why the fuck are you not saying... Hey dickheads, we're playing fucking Back for Blood. You should join us because it's kind of hard finding four people or even finding one random. I don't know if it's because we're so at the beginning of the game and everybody's at the end of the game or what, but it, yeah. So it was fun. It's not a great game in my opinion, but I don't care about shooters anymore. They're, they're fun, but yeah take it or leave it. it doesn't bother me it's on game pass I pay for game pass when it leaves game pass I won't play it anymore uh, aside from that I'm sorry you can hear Odin in the background he is just meowing his fucking head off and having a good time he's crazy uh, Odin stop uh, I played more Diablo 2 resurrected cause that's all I've been playing I, I, I telework and I'm in a hurry-up-and-wait situation, so I'm hurry-up-and-waiting, playing Diablo 2, Magic Find Running, and then I fucked up really bad because I watched this really- this cool video I got really excited for, and I respect my Sorceress, and I missed out on a very important fucking skill, and didn't put any points into it, and she's pretty useless. So, I am just kind of staring at my computer screen, kicking myself in the nuts. I've already used all three respecs and I can't kill any of the big bosses to collect any of their essence and everybody wants a lot of fucking high end runes for the essence which I can't farm because I
1: fucked my sorceress ah yes is it safe to say your sorceress is an analog for how you're doing on your job right now
2: like I don't know I'm doing great on the job dude
1: like well you said you're doing nothing you said you feel useless yeah well I am yeah I fuck (laughs) I love you, Daymok. You know, man, I got all the I
2: love you. you. I love you too, but god damn it. I was like, yeah, no, I didn't put two and two together there. But yes, I am useless, and so is my source. And yeah, here we go. Until I can get everything sorted, we're both going to be useless. And I can't even play Diablo 2 right now for any enjoyment.
1: Well... The uh, first topic that we had to nail into tonight was actually more of like a—it's kind of a, a lead-in topic. It's there's something that's going on in Destiny Two that kind of like sparked my interest of like I'm curious what you guys think. Um, there's a glitch that came out in Destiny Two that Bungie is like super like anal about, like they're getting crazy about. Um, the glitch itself is. If you put your put your game in windowed mode and you hold your cursor over the maximize button for like five seconds and then pop super, you just puke out uh, energy orbs or light orbs, which allow other people to pick them up and get their super back and yada, yada, yada. Uh, not a super big deal in PvE, but in PvP, having access to your super that quick could be a really big – like it could be a game changer. Um and of course, Bungie came out. and They're like, "Hey, we're you know we're gonna fix this." Uh, uh, but until they fix it, until they can patch it out, what they've been doing is, and I'm going by articles I'm reading and Reddit posts I'm reading and hearsay through the Destiny community. So you gotta take this with a grain of salt. But what I'm hearing is that Bungie is just banning people um, if they if they're found to use this exploit. Which kind of like it, it sparked something in, in me of like, well, it, is that fair? And that, that's kind of like really more where I was I, – like the topic kind of was sparking in my head of like, is that a, is that a fair response to – there's a glitch in a game. I mean, and it's obviously a glitch. You know, nobody programmed in the game, you know, window your window, your game, hold your mouse cursor over the maximize button for five seconds and then pop super. And that's going to puke orbs like nobody said, yeah, that's going to be a logical thing. Let's do that. It's, it's an obvious glitch. Um, but I guess, do you think Bungie's going too far with it? Let's just say for argument's sake that they are banning people. Do you feel Bungie's going too far by banning people for using this glitch? I mean, it's not a glitch that you run into like accidentally. It's not like a, ooh, I accidentally did this and sorry, Bungie, I didn't mean to. Not, not like the GTA money glitch where all of a sudden you'd walk around, somebody throw 10 million at you, and you're like, oh, do I have 10 million? Um, what do you got, D?
4: I think so. I think they're going a little overboard, because it is a glitch in the game. It's not like they're hacking and cheating the game, like, you know, adding in a cheat where you get an aim yeah, it's, it's... it's you know, it's, they gotta fix it, you know? And, I mean, people are gonna play around with it. They find a new glitch, and, I mean, it's like, you know, you go and start just, ham, you know, big hammer banning everybody. It's like, are they really, like, are they cheating in a big competition, or are they just playing with each other and saying, hey, look, let's play around with this glitch. It's a cool glitch. I mean there's a lot of context too i mean you can't just go around banning people for something that you broke in your own game you know what i mean
3: that's my well, yeah, take. that's my take yeah correct me if i'm wrong but it seemed to recall it might have been a year or two ago i was reading about it where there was a glitch and it just ended up being one of the funnest moments in destiny that people had had for some time it was something like a pistol was super overpowered and just everybody in the game used the pistol and it was crazy and dumb and everybody was just laughing and it was amazing So, and it came from a same, like, just, it was a bug. It's a mistake. Sorry, guys. And it it seems like you have two ropes to go, and it's like, this is a video game. Everybody's just trying to have a great time. This one's kind of silly. Like, who wants to have all your supers all the time? Let's do it. We're all Super Saiyans. Now, let's go for it. And just roll with it. Like, all right, guys, here it is. Like, enjoy it for a couple months, but it's going to be gone. And then it's almost like they could then, you know, have some sort of um, special armor you get if you do it, or a banner, just to own it. In a different way. So as opposed to trying to hide it and then punish people for enjoying themselves using it, like lean into it. Well, we made a mistake. This is hilarious. Have some fun, but we'll patch it next time. Don't worry about it.
1: So you mean kind of like um, if you remember the loot cave back in Destiny One, where you had the loot cave and literally people just lined up to shoot <laughs> things that came out of it, and then eventually they yeah, yeah. just made fun of it later on, like yeah, hey, yeah, we patched it out, but yeah. now we're going to make fun of it by making this event happen in the loot cave, that type of thing. Yeah,
3: okay. I think yeah, I think of anybody who was in part of that, like they can think back like happily, like oh, that was a silly time, that was kind of fun. It becomes part of the lore, and becomes part, so it becomes a joyous memory as opposed to this. Awful event with their banning folks. What you got, Blue?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with Trevor and D on this. Like, this shouldn't be a bannable offense. It should be a bannable offense for one game mode and one game only. Trials of Osiris. That's it. That is the most competitive, sweaty game mode ever, and that would ruin everything. Like, you, you, you're really trying hard to, like, get somewhere to get your wins. Like, that is a competition level mode everything else to me is unranked and its style I mean it's and it's been a while since I've gotten into destiny it's probably been a year since I've played so correct me on this if I'm wrong but a lot of this stuff really feels like an unranked game mode except for Osiris Osiris is a sweaty ranked game mode very competitive and this should be like hey you did that you're banned for four, or five hours, maybe six, if you really want to do that, but everything else, it should just be like, let them have fun. It's like rockets on crack and halo, let's up the movement speed and like, let's take out some gravity. And let's just like, just laugh as we all like try to kill each other. Like, that's all it is. And it's fun. And if people want to get all butthurt about it, because like, oh, I, you know, I get into competitive, like you're taking the game too seriously, bring that competitive edge to Trials of Osiris realize this is a bug. Bungie's going to fix this. This isn't something Bungie's going to leave in the game. This isn't a part of the permanent game. They are going to fix this. How long it takes them, we don't know. I don't even know if they know how long it's going to take to fix this. But, like, in the meantime, like, banning people because you guys slipped up isn't something that naturally should be passed on to the gamers. Like, yeah, people find about it exploits and they use them like the loot cave. Too bad, guys, you shouldn't have put a spawn area there. You shouldn't have made it so easy for this to happen. Like you guys goofed and it happens and it doesn't that's not PvP isn't going to break the game. If people get their supers, you're going to break the game with Trials of Osiris, because that's a lot of like that's a lot of content, a lot of weapons, a lot of armor that's hidden behind a wall, kind of like a raid. So that's when I can see that being an issue. Yeah, the rage, sure. That could that could change things for some people. I, that's PvE and then you guys already nuke or sorry, nerf stuff a little bit into PvP. I feel like a lot of the PvE stuff isn't as strong as like the Trials of Osiris stuff is. So, yeah, this is just a little excessive on on Bungie's part.
1: What you got, Damoc?
2: So, I had to actually read about this a little bit more, and from Forbes to Shaq News to Reddit to PC Gamer, uh, they are not banning players yet. They are threatening to ban players across the board. Bungie has known about the glitch for over a year now, It's not something that they can patch out easily. They say coming December, the new patch is going to be a new client, Uh, but they have implemented a rutabaga air code. And what happens is if you perform the glitch, you get disconnected from the game and you get an email, receive the air enough times and they face escalating restrictions Across the board, but no one has been directly banned as of yet, and that's everybody reporting. Oh, ban this, and ban that. Also, it's pretty fucking wild. So the mid match glitch, you you have to use a Titan Ward of Dong Super or a Warlock's Well of Radiance in the Windows mode, like he was saying, um, and then yeah, it's it's those automatically generate those super orbs. Uh, Or orbs of power. But this forces it to just puke them like Cecil was saying. Like way more. But it doesn't only just generate orbs. But it severely lags the game for everyone else except for the person puking the orbs. So that he can run around in PvP and kill the other team as they are completely lagged out. And in PvE you can complete the fucking quest and or raid while the boss cuz it it lags out pvm as well so people are just rushing through and doing it. it. Dude, super fucking interesting, but they have not currently banned any players. They are they are uh, they're they're threatening escalating restrictions and they've already implemented an error code that disconnects you from the game and you get a warning when you do it.
1: All right. so I can dis, I can, um, I can disprove a couple of things there. One is I actually did the glitch right before the show, and it did not disconnect me. I did not get a rubega. So really, because they're all you, reporting that now, I, I can tell you that that is not a hundred percent. The second thing is, is that if you go through, if you go through Reddit, I actually went through Reddit uh, yesterday and the day before and you can find people complaining left and right now you got to take it with a grain of salt cuz it is reddit and people are just trying to get karma but i got to figure out of like the like 2 3 dozen posts that i saw about them people some them themselves getting banned showing posts of of them getting banned and them not being able to log in i got to assume that at least one of them is correct so i mean possibly even more <clears throat> It's interesting because
2: all of these titles for these articles are, you know, Destiny 2 Game Breaking Glitch Surfaces, Bungie Starts Handing Out Bans. And when I read the article, they call it, the air code is called Rutabaga. Mm-hmm. And it disconnects you, supposedly, as soon as you do the glitch. That's what everybody's reporting as of the 24th of October is when people started fucking doing it. Uh, Because that's when the YouTube video came out or whatever. So, 24 October... And they're saying you get a rutabaga air. If you no. get it too many times, they send you warning emails, no. but not once do any of these things in here say that anybody has been banned directly, Un- including understood. up to today. So I, I don't know, but I Reddit say, is Reddit. I, I pushed it on Reddit for karma. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, and I had to, I, I, I say that out of the number of posts I've read, I've got to say that there's got to be some validity to it. Uh, but back to something that you said, blue about um, things not being ranked. So, Elo is a huge thing on Destiny, and whatever game mode that you play, whether it be Crucible or 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 Trials of Osiris, it up it ups and lowers your elo um, significantly. If you get major wins, like if your supers maxed out and you get you get more and more wins or more and more kills, your elo raises and lowers, and the matches that you get thrown into are dependent on that elo. Uh, one of the things that they they've already, I mean, Bungie's come out and told said it several times. It's been in Destiny and Destiny Two that your PvP matches are ranked by however well you're doing, so that you don't get thrown into a match where you're going against people who have a 15 to one KD. You know, you're going against people who like if you're a if you're a one to one, you're going against other people that are closer to where you are. So on the flip side you participate in this glitch, your ELO gets artificially inflated. You're eventually going to hurt yourself by being dumped into games that are harder that you physically can't, like once the glitch gets fixed that you physically can't compete in. Um, and then you're basically going to be suffering in PvP working your way down. Now, PvE, that's a completely different story. Personally, I honestly, if there's a glitch and you can use it in PvE, I say all four, go ahead. Um, But I think... This has got so much kind of like light shone on it, and Bungie is kind of getting so hardcore about it. Whether they're doing bans, rutabaga errors, or whatever, I think it's because this glitch is specifically designed in PvP, and you can run it. Um, one of the weapons yeah, I was you can about,
2: do it in in PVM though, PVE, PVM, depending on what you want to call it. But yeah, and it lags out the the circle. Sur- <laughs> yeah destiny 2 is a weird game it's client side but server side at the same time and you can lag out the server side but it's client side fucking mobs and go through um uh, what is the the telesto telesto
1: that's the needler it's a halo needler it's uh because okay, that's rifle. still breaking the game all oh, the yeah. time and that's there's all, a bunch of glitches that's, with that. that's that been breaking the game since the game was released i mean my god i they still they okay, yeah, never be able to fix telesto
2: yeah, everybody says that, you know, all the articles I'm doing, they're like, hey, look, finally, there's another major glitch in Destiny 2 that's not based around Telesto. And I was like, I don't exactly. know what the
1: fuck that is. Uh, but there is the one thing uh, that you were talking about, uh, Trevor, where you're talking about a hand cannon. I don't remember a hand cannon being the issue, but I remember there was a trace rifle called the Prometheus Lens. And literally, you would go into any... Match and it was literally it was laser tag. Everybody had Prometheus lens. You would walk <laughs> in and all you had to do was hit the beam on, and whoever could touch the other person with their beam first, they
3: won. Like boom, you're dead. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly the one. And I just, but I the review of it was so glowing. And this was like the reporter or is on some game blog, and they were a hardcore Destiny fan, and they're saying they've never had as much fun in their life.
1: Oh god, as yeah. those
3: magic because it was just Star Wars nonsense beams. Like everyone just yeah. having. An absolute silly blast laughing their heads off. And and they came and corrected. You're like, damn, why not just make it a secret mode or something? Because that sounds amazing. People are having fun in your game. Stop it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And and Prometheus Lens, when they patched that, I mean, I remember getting in there on Prometheus Lens and I remember it was some of the funnest matches I had because I I am trash at PvP and I I will raise my hand every single day and be like, I am trash. I know the tactics. I know how they're supposed to run. I know how to identify when the other team is doing something and you're supposed to run this tactic to make it work. I, dude, I have got 3,000-plus hours in Destiny. I know all the tricks of the trade. I just can't freaking do them in PvP. I am well aware of it. I am okay with this. I will raise my hand and be like, yeah, guys, I'll play, but your KD is going down because of me. But Prometheus Lens was definitely one of the funnest matches because I would run in there and I'd be like, all right, here we go. And I actually felt like I was competing. Like, I, my KD was above 1.0 for, for once. Yeah, you can play so,
4: but I'm still sitting in the
0: corner spinning in circles. <laughs> yeah, and then they had they had a mode where you got your super quickly Man. and then, you know. And so like this is to me this is so this is something that it's an open playing field kind of thing except for the the console are they doing cross play with console and yeah, they finally PC. fired that
1: up yeah pc and console so now so have even cross-play. in
0: pvp correct you uh, you okay so that's where it gets a little uneven cuz you can't do this as a console player
1: true that that is a big problem you can't do it as a console so
0: player that's that 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 makes it a little unbalanced but the to me it's i mean it's it's kind of like oh yeah do this 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 and then here you, you have your super so it's going to take a little setup and stuff like that it's not as simple and easy uh, exploit but my issue with
1: it is that it's not like the loot cave where it's you just go there and you do this, it's not like Prometheus Lens where everybody had the Prometheus Lens by that point in time or they could get it really easily, it's not like one of those things, it's a very specific, you've got to be in window mode you've got to be one of these classes, you've got to have this equipped, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. and it's it's something that you purposefully have to go and do like you can't just like the loot cave i randomly found the loot cave before it was even called the loot cave i found the loot cave and i'm like huh how the hell is this working how why is it when i'm standing here like i would just stand in a spot and just like rotate around like a lighthouse and start wrecking stuff and all of a sudden i realize wait a minute they keep spawning from there let me just aim there oh this is easy all i gotta do is keep shooting there holy crap i'm a max light level except for raid gear this is amazing how the hell did this work out you know, it was one of those things that you could stumble across. You know, with Prometheus Lens, it was, you saw everybody else using Prometheus Lens. So you go, huh, let me throw on Prometheus Lens. Let me see what happens here. Oh, this is really fun. But this specific glitch, you've got to really, like, you've got to know what you're doing, with that you've got to purposely, purposefully in your mind go, I'm going to do this. There's full-on intent that you're going to do this glitch. I mean... If just for argument's sake, let's say Bungie is banning people, I think I'm actually on the side of I'm okay with them banning people because you're in your like your intent is to go and do this. Your intent is to either a make it easier for yourself or B make it less fun for somebody else because now you've got the advantage over them. It's it's not mayhem. It's in, you know, tr- it, it could be in Trials of Osiris, it could be in regular control. I mean, there would really be no point in doing it in Mayhem, but hell, if you want to do it in Mayhem, I guess, go ahead. Um, So where are you seeing the bans in Reddit? Because Reddit has scrubbed
2: that for the most part. There's a couple threads, Mm -hmm. but only a handful that people are talking about. Right now, as of, uh, let's see, five hours ago, the Telesto is bugged yet again, and there is a new video on how to exploit the shit out of that. And that one's got, you know, a ton of credit and a ton of comments. And that's where everybody's on right now because everybody's talking about in the other threads. They've gotten the air a couple of times and they stopped. They didn't get banned. They got the air. They got an email saying Mm -hmm. cease and desist type deal. Um, But I'm not seeing anybody saying that they've actually been banned across the board yet.
1: Back in Monday, I saw probably half a dozen to a dozen uh, it was in the Destiny the Game subreddit.
2: Yeah, that's where I'm at. Destiny the Game subreddit. And like the newest thing is there's something about Xer, XUR, or whatever, and keeping him hostage Zer. for
1: some event thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but right- that was the latest glitch where you could, uh, he wouldn't, if you got into it and you did some whatever thing, you would stay in the instance and Zer would stay there and people could load in on your instance and still buy Zer after Zer was already supposed to be gone.
2: Yeah, they're like, "Oh, I've got 15 hours total of keeping them hostage and here's what you can do and here's how you can exploit it." And I was like, "Holy crap."
1: Yeah, like literally, there's like there are so many different things that you could do in Destiny. Um like just it's a like, glitch fest man like, it, is. it, it is. is
2: absolutely a glitch fest but that's fine as long as people are having fun with it i mean but, that's but, what matters but like some of uh, the
1: glitches are really like like holding zur hostage after he's supposed to be gone zur is the he sells you the exotic stuff you know the stuff that you don't have you go see zur and he's selling you like a god roll of a legendary that you just never could get your hands on like if zur like if they had this incarnation of Xur in Destiny One, I would have gotten that god roll IS Luna that I was begging for that I never got. And I'm still frigging salty about it. And yes, I know I've mentioned it before on the show, and I will keep mentioning it again because I never fucking got that role.
0: Move on. <laughs> no, I
1: can't. I can't. I just can't.
3: Um Lives for, Lives Rent free in your head. Hate hate is poison you drink hoping your enemy would die. Just let it go. <laughs> I found a, uh, there's an old
4: school glitch that I found that's really cool you can use with the uh, Game Genie and Super Mario 3. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a code you can find that there's like f- about, I think it's like 15 undeveloped, like just partially made levels that they're using in testing that are actually locked in the code. Put in a G- uh, the Game Genie code, you can actually play those levels.
5: Bitchin'. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that was they're, in the book. Un-
4: yeah, they're they're unfinished and and some of them to get out of it you just have to die. But it's kind of neat because there's like 15 of them, so you can see where they were kind of. Some of them you can see like, yeah, this might have been like the prototype to one of the levels that made it in the game, but you know, very unpolished. But you can go through and it's just
1: stuff that was left in. It's kind of neat. I was gonna say you're gonna I have to the post game that genie. link. Yeah, you're gonna have to post that in a, in a link in Gamer News or something. I'd be because uh, I have. I've got the I've got the I've got the game genie code. Well, I was gonna say I've got uh, I've got the game and I've got an emulator and a game and a game genie emulator on top of it. I mean I actually have the game. It's well not there, it's technically that direction. It's up in the up in the top room, but Yeah, mine's over there.
2: Dude, I think I sent my game genie without the book to Zyber when I sent him all that big box of crap when I was cleaning through all my storage, <sighs> and I was like, dude, I have an NES game genie? I don't know where the fuck the book is, but I remember it being a big deal at the time. Like, yeah, yeah, and you pull up that menu, and you you got I I got my sister holding the book and reading off the thing. Like, fuck, slow down, slow down. I got to get to the yeah. That was great, dude. I miss Game Genie. Go, I tried Hex making my own
4: codes, and I broke those games so many times.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> Dude, that was fun, though. Like, <laughs> just punching in random shit or just changing uh, a number or a letter and be like, whoa, that's great. really altered the game. Everything is in a weird color now.
1: <laughs> you couldn't tell anyways.
2: True story, but everybody else <laughs> said it was in a weird color. I can't <laughs> help being colorblind.
3: <laughs> oh, we got to bring back cheat codes. That was such a fun time.
1: Oh, man, dude, I used to get the EGMs and like just like flip right to the back and be like, all right, what's the cheat codes? What's the cheat codes? What's the cheat codes? (laughs) Or where you find it out and you were the person who happened to know the Mortal Kombat blood code. So every time you were over at your friend's house, they're like, hey, can you put in the blood code? You're like, hey, hold on. A, B, A, C, A, B, B. And you're like, there you go, man. like, yeah, can you tell us? No, I won't. No. No, sorry. Never. I'll die with this. Yeah. Yeah, this will be. That's what my tombstone will say. Yeah, exactly. My tombstone will be a b a c a b b, or it'll be the Konami code. One of the two. All
4: right, so yeah, now you have me thinking. The Konami code. Everybody did.
2: How many tombstones actually have the Konami code on them now?
3: That's something impressive. They a raise up from the dead, or I mean, if what it gives me fifty
1: lives, th- if it gives me fifty lives, I'm going to throw it on my on my gravestone. Easy peasy. All right, so next topic we got is there was a new Metroid game released, and it was not a 3D. It was a side scroller, and holy hell! I, uh, I mean, I've loved Metroid for since I was knee high to a grasshopper. Since they released it, I loved Metroid. Uh, the first time I figured out that Samus was a chick, friggin' mind blown. Uh, I played through that entire game thinking that I was a dude, and then I forget what it was. But one of my friends said, "Yeah, you're playing a chick," and I'm like, "What?" like no no like Sam no way and then I got to the end and I saw the bikini I'm like holy crap they were right this is amazing and that was the first time I had a strong feminine character in my life and I loved it anywho I came out with a new game Metroid Dread uh but before I start cracking into a little bit anybody played it yet yes ah okay good so i'm gonna be going to you then i'm gonna be looking at you for for some all. but the the basic synapse of it is you're playing as samus and it, it's not like the old school metro i mean it is like the old school metroids but there's a little bit of a twist there's a spot where you're going to be chased by these robots that kind of look like the robots on a portal to be perfectly honest um but you're chased by these things and if they get you you're dead so it kind of gives almost a kind of a horror element to the game yeah survival horror to it yeah it's it's great yeah, and, and I've watched and some people. And frustrated at the same time. <laughs> and that's what I saw. I watched some people play it on uh, on Twitch. I really dug it. I'm, I'm super excited. I just I don't have enough time to throw it on my plate right now. But it's one of those games I know I'm going to get. I've played, I've gotten and played almost every other game that Metroid has released. I even played Other M. Yes, I played Other M. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but I have played it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I was super excited when I heard Dread was coming out. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm curious about everybody else's opinion. Like, have you seen it? Have you had a chance to play it? Uh, what's your interest in it? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm I want to soak up all the information that you got because everything I've seen of it, it just keeps making me want it more. So D, you said you played it. Like, yeah. Give me the skinny. What's it feel like, man? Well, it's it's pretty cool. It feels like you start playing it,
4: feels like you know, like the old school Metroid. It's like, yeah, nice, nice. The old school side scroller and everything else. And so you start to learn how to play and hop around and it's like, you know, you, you get your little power up and everything else. But uh when you first go down, it's like you you you're, you're going down, you 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 get your AIs telling you what you know what's going on. Then you wake up and you're like you're down inside the planet, you're like, what the fuck's going on? Then you have a flashback where you're actually fighting and you lose to a Chozo. You know, those little statue guys, oh, all those shit. mythological creatures. Fucks you up, and you're like, the hell? And you're kind of stranded. And of course, your 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 AI won't link up to the ship, so you're kind of you know, kind of stranded, so you're kind of on your own. So you go in there and you start to learn what's going on. So you go through and you start, you know, of course, the robots you're referencing that look like the robots from Portal. Or actually, you were supposed to investigate because they were scientific robots that's supposed to do some things. There was supposed to be that virus that uh, was supposedly eradicated. The only cure was, like, the, the Metroids. And all of a sudden, it pops back up. So they sent these robots in to investigate. They lose contact. And those are the robots that, for some reason, have gone haywire, and they're trying to fuck your day up. They're, like, indestructible as far as what you can do so far. So you're sitting there going around, and as soon as you find them... You have got to fucking get out of there, otherwise they're gonna like kill you. Like you get caught, it's game over right there. So you can't just sit there and try to fight them up. You get fucking caught, you're done. So you got to kind of you know slide underneath them, get around them, or just keep dodging through and climbing up through as they're chasing you. So you get that horror element, and it's back to kind of the side of your adventure. You're shooting the little enemies, you go around your Metroid stuff, and then you come across them. It's like fuck. <laughs> Run away again, so you get that survival horror mix in. It's actually really cool. I keep dying, but <laughs> left so, and right, but it, it's
1: it's been fun. So some of the mechanics that I've seen in it that really um I'm excited about was They've got, I don't want, uh, I can think of the best way to describe it as parkour, where you would jump, grab a ledge, and pull yourself up and over. Um, or jump, pull up, go into the morph ball. Something that I understand. Yeah, they've added a few more mechanics into it, yeah. Yeah, something I thought should have been in every of the other Metroids, because it's it's like a no-brainer. Why the hell would you not grab a ledge if you were right next to it? So, I'm, I'm super excited about the new mechanics. Now, to my understanding, and, and please correct me, because I'm probably wrong. This obviously comes after Super Metroid, but does this come before Metroid Prime?
3: It's a um, sequel to sure. the GBA, isn't it? Yeah, it comes title. after
4: yeah, it comes after the GBA titles because that has to do with the whole that virus that infected Samus, but the but the DNA injected from the Metroid yeah. was able
1: to to like stop but, the virus. But that's all before it comes that, after that. Yeah, that was Metroid Fusion and that came right yeah. after Super Metroid, but that came before Metroid Prime, if I remember. Yeah. I know this comes
4: after the Metroid Fusion, you know the G- GBAs, but I don't know with reference to Metroid
3: Prime. I just know within reference to the GBAs.
4: Okay. One of the reviews, no, I, saw, I
3: think it's, I think one of the reviewers I saw had trouble talking. Is he's like, well, it's not a prequel because it comes after this one, but it's not a sequel because it comes before that. So I do think it's actually just like square in the middle, which I suppose is a bit of a spoiler because of course she should survive. Well, <laughs> she's not gonna not gonna die at the end of this game as a surprise twist, obviously. But that would screw. I
1: mean, but yeah, that would be. A hell I was of a twist. little confused,
4: to be honest. I was a little confused. I knew it came after the GBAs,
1: but after that, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, I, I'm actually, I'm super excited." And like one of the things that I was like, I'm still getting the Steam Deck, no matter what. But I've everything I've been seeing about the new OLED uh, Switch, I want to play Metroid Dread on that new OLED. Like, I I want mm. that. This is I've never not to say never. It's been a long time since I've just had like this urge of like, yes, I want to do this specific thing. And I want to. I really want to. I want to play the new Metroid Dread on the OLED.
4: One one point of advice with the OLED, it looks nice. It's got the you know the better screen quality. I mean, all the other hardware is the same. So you're not going to get any power yeah, yeah. boosts, although the nicer screen. But they advertise it being made of glass. So it's more scratch resistant. Get a screen protector. Don't believe that. Yeah, they actually sure. had somebody in. They actually had somebody <laughs> that went in and scientifically said, okay, here's... You remember in science class, you had the whole thing where the scratch, you had the whole number values for the scratch. Yep. Like, this is what glass is. This is what crystal... You know, this is the materials. This is what plastic is. Yeah. They say, hey, this is a glass OLED screen. And when they did the scratch test, they actually found out to be more two to three, which is the same as the plastics they normally use. So for some reason, they still scratch easier... On the OLED, than they should if they were actually real good tempered glass. So, just be aware that they advise if you get it, even though it says oh it's glass screen, put the screen protector on it for God's sakes.
1: Yeah, Zag and Shield all day long. I always, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of those guys
4: because yeah. I watched a, 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 um, a YouTube video. Of one of the guys that did it scientifically. He's like, here's the scratch thing. Here's, here's what this shows. Like he did it all scientific, and he is like, it's like fucking plastic. It's like what the hell? Scratched already. <laughs> So just do that for the sake of you know, your
3: screen and buying another Switch if you get the all-out ED.
1: You got
3: the, uh, see, so I guess as, as a question for you guys who have played and enjoy Metroid, I, I haven't really been to the series, have played it, uh, you know, admire it from afar. Do you care that much about the story and the lore of it? Because it really seems the game uh, is formulaic. And, and I don't mean that in a prerogative sense. Like, good. Like, it's this is your Metroid... Uh, this is your standard recipe for it. Like This is how it's going to go. Uh, do you pay attention to the story deeply and you care about like this large arc of what Samus is doing? Or is it more just, I want more Metroid. This is Metroid. Hooray. What, what's it called now? Great. I'll kill that thing. Wonderful. Give me more Metroid.
1: Well, hold on, hold on, D. I, 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 I can already see you nodding at that, but Blue, what you got?
0: <laughs> uh, for me, I've made my points very clear. Story is very important to me. I like that entertainment aspect of it. I like the development. I like being drawn in. I can shoot stuff on the screen all day. If that's just shooting stuff at a screen all day, that's what back for blood really is for me is a it's a shooting stuff on the screen all day. I, I never really got invested in the beginning cutscene. It was I had problems with the connection to it. I was like, skip whatever. Let's just play this game. I just want to play with you guys, but like. Single person games like Metroid, Zelda, um, the Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order game, like story to me is very important, and I and as yeah. someone who's who got in on GameCube playing Metroid Prime, Metroid Echoes, I really got involved in the story.
3: Yeah, so so if I can rephrase it a bit, though, I do because Zelda, I think, is a great example where the stories of each Zelda game are incredible. Like that, that really draws you through. You connect with characters you want to save and, you know, become the hero. And I just, I just wonder, is that almost the same with Metroid in the sense that this is this Metroid game. And in this particular scenario, you're doing this. So I, what I was more worried, wondering about is that the lore and the overarching story, because this is kind of a, you know, this is number 3.5 out of six stories that have been told is that connecting thread important as opposed to, yeah, the story of the individual game, I'm 100% with you. You want a reason to draw you through, but I'm more curious for Metroid fans, do you care about the overarching theme of it? And I don't have a dog in this race. I'm just kind of honestly curious from people who like it.
1: Well, Damok, go ahead. I know you're you're next, Steve, but you you gave a spiel a bit, so Damok, what do you got?
2: Metroid has a story. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, and I'm dead serious. I've played it through NES and everything, and there's a fucking story to that game. I've. I've yeah, see, look, I got God behind me saying they have even fucking comics for the goddamn game, and I'm going, I, I don't even know.
1: Y- yes, there's a I've story. I've
2: played it, but I've played it, and it, it, like Trevor was saying, it's one of the. I agree, Zelda, you play for the individual stories across the game, and it's amazing. Metroid? I've never paid attention to any of the story. I find it—I found it originally to be a great platformer game that was just really fun and complicated in certain parts. Now I have to go back and replay the damn games because I honestly didn't think there was a, a, a deep story. I thought it was a surface story and you're screwing around with it. <laughs> what do you got, D?
1: Well,
4: obviously, we know first and foremost, they're great platformers. Yeah, I mean, that, that's first and foremost, like, especially the original NES version was, you know, breakthrough platformer. But what's great about the overreaching story throughout the games is that you got a lot of under the hood, like hidden mythology, like, or not so mythology, but like, history of like ancient alien race and civilization and advanced, you know, the Chozos, like I referenced. You got all these like little bits and crumbs of like this advanced alien race that was here and something that was there before the uh, the other uh, space pirates. So you're always getting this tantalizing, tantalizing only this mythology of this like this ancestor like super advanced race. So it's, you're always getting those little crumbs, and it adds to that overall story mythos. And and I really like that. And it goes across the whole games. Where now you get a little bit more. And now with Metroid Dread, Dread I, I've honestly only just scratched the surface. Just started it, but now it's like you, you always hear about them like being like you think of them like being extinct and gone. And now we just fought, like you're doing a memory thing We're like, what the hell happened? You come to, and you have fought a live one. So now it's like, okay, my, my interest is peaked. So, so there's that under the hood, like, yo. Know.
1: Yeah. I'm going to throw in there. And then, and this is just from watching people play as well as playing myself. There are two different ways of playing Metroid. There's the, I'm going to go through and I'm going to shoot everything. And i'm going to explore and i'm going to just get through the game because the game is just fun. It's just genuinely fun. It's like um, it's like the castlevania's like symphony of the nights. You can just go through and play and collect all the weapons and they are just fun games to play because they are just genuinely fun gaming mechanics. And then there's a second way to play, and neither one is better than the other. So before you're like, oh man, you're being a... No, no, no. Neither one is better than the other. Both are equally as fun, and both equally have their merits. The second way of playing is exactly what Dee was just talking about, where you are actually paying attention to the story going on behind it, because you're stopping and you're going slower, and you're like, wait, what's going on here? In the original Metroid, it was really hard for them to tell a story, because you had like a beginning, you know, you have the booklet that you read, and then you were like, well, What are these statues? And then you read up about these statues. You found out that they were the Chozo. You found out that you actually got your suit from the Chozo. And then you're finding out, well, what the hell are these things I'm fighting? Oh, these are space pirates. Well, what the hell are these space pirates doing there? Oh, the space pirates are breeding the Metroids. What the hell are the Metroids doing? And you find out that there's this very overarching story between games. And for some people, I'm one of them, that overarching story is really important. Um, especially when you went from the original Metroid to Samus Returns to... And then when you got to Super Metroid. And the funny thing is, is that Super Metroid is actually... Like, out of all the games I've ever played, Super Metroid is still the top game, in in my opinion. It's my favorite game. It's, out of all the games I've ever played, Super Metroid hit all the marks. It hit the story marks that I liked, because it advanced the story. It hit the nostalgia marks, because in Super Metroid, you go back to the original planet that you were on, on Metroid, and you actually go back through a whole bunch of the old stuff that you were there, so it hit that nostalgia factor. It expanded on it so much more, gave you so much more abilities. So, there is an overarching story yet right there right there i actually have it too i just don't have it in my hands um there is an overarching story that you really had to metroid has had a had at least in the side scroller ones had a very unique way of delivering the story to you it wasn't a it wasn't a here's the story like in metroid prime They tell the story through the scans where you scan something and it tells you all about it. And as you scan more and more things, it gives you a really holistic view of what's happening in the game and what happened a long time before the game. In fact, in Metroid Prime and Echoes and all of them, you find a lot of things about the previous games that you never knew just by reading some of those things that you scanned, which was really cool. So I think for a lot of Metroid fans, it's... That overarching story, which keeps them going and keeps them going back for more. That overarching lore keeps them going back for more. But then there's the other side of it, that the game mechanics are so much fun that it keeps people coming back. So you get the day mocks because they're like, well, this game is just genuinely fun. I want to play it. And then you get the the D's who are like, well, I want to find out what the hell's happening with this because we've never the Chozos are supposed to be extinct. They gave us our suit and then they disappeared and they died. So what the hell are they doing alive? So I think you've got the two sides of it right there. And I think for you know for a good good portion of players, that overarching story does mean something. What you got, D?
4: I honestly think like which way like you go would really depend on what type of game you're. If you're more of the type that just likes to play like the platform just the fun mechanics, you're gonna just love it for the mechanics. But if you want if you're more of like an RPG player like me, you're gonna sit there in for the lore and the storyline, which it's it's got as soon as you get really get into the games, like I said, if you play like you know, the more you get into the series, the more it starts to dig a little bit deeper. Kind of like the Zelda series. Like at first it was like more, you know, they could only include so much in the game and so much story. But then as the games got more advanced, they can include more of that backstory in it and fill you in more. So just depending on what type of gamer you are, if you're more into the RPGs, you're gonna get more into the storyline like me, versus like if you're more into the, just the fun game mechanics, you'll get you'll just be like, What story? You know, like Daemon. So I think it just depends on what type of gamer you are, but they're fun either way.
1: Yeah, and, and it's it's not like it's not like any one of those style of gamers is better than the other. Because like I'll I'll give you I'll give you a couple quick for instances. For me no man's sky and and sea of thieves i played those games when they first launched and i just loved the way those games played i did not care at all if there was a story there i loved loading myself into a cannon and launching myself onto an island and slashing at skeletons i just with loved friends doing that. drinking rum fuck yeah <laughs> right there i just <laughs> loved doing that I loved finding my first ship and putting it back together and breaking Atmo and finding a space station and going to the na- – I just love the game mechanics of it. So like that's – I'm I'm a weird – I guess I'm just a weird gamer because I, I skirt that line on so many different games. There are games that I really love the overarching story and then there's games that just reel me in because they are just genuinely fun games to play. So I don't think there is a real big difference. Like there's, there's not – There's not a, well, I'm better because I like to read the story. Oh, I'm better because I like the game mechanic. No, nobody's better. I think it's just how you enjoy the game is how it boils down.
4: I think the best way to put it is it's like, you know, what's the best game?
1: Yes. Yes. Game you have fun with whatever
4: you whatever you personally enjoy the most. Yep. There's your best game, rather than all this, you know, the, the, the snooty, you know, superiority. All oh, this just, you know, it, no, it's whatever you
2: take the most enjoyment from. That's I the whole point Dark of this whole Souls, thing.
1: And I don't die a single time.
2: I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> but Metacritic proves all of you wrong. Legend of Zelda or Karina of Time is the greatest <laughs> game ever fucking created on this
1: planet.
3: Amen. If you had to make an argument. Uh. <laughs>
1: Dave in with the Metacritic. I love it.
0: Dude, Ocarina of Time is one of the very few games that I have played multiple times. And I think it's the only game that I've played through at least three times.
2: Dude, that game makes me cry when the great Dookie Tree dies and he passes on his wisdom. Dookie and tree. then you go to the, dude. <laughs> the great shit
5: tree. <laughs> yeah, Dookie Tree. Whatever
2: the fuck me. his name is, man. <laughs> Deku. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Whatever. It's been a while since I've played. I'm really looking forward to playing it on Switch now that they've launched the uh, N64 series. But the Deku tree and all of that, and then when you hit the Temple of Time, and it talks about how time is a river that continues to flow, and how everyone you loved is now gone and all of this, and it was like, that shit hit deep and hard. Like, I cried. And I was like, "Holy shit, dude! That like that was beautiful when they wrote it." And I was, I was a kid. Holy crap, so dude! I was, I've, I've got,
1: I've got a, a confession that is probably going to get me killed, but I did not like anything past uh, a link to the past, except for the sequel to a link to the past, like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. I, I admit that they are fantastic games. I could not get into the, the gameplay. The the mechanics of the game just did not keep me and I just could not get into them.
2: I just Okay, I, so for me though, I went from an NES to an N sixty four. That I, I didn't oh, get anything yeah. before that. I, I like I had to go to friends' houses to play uh Sega Genesis and when we did that only you know my friend's best game he had was mutant league football which is my favorite yes. fucking football game of all time. Did you play Mutant right? League? immune League hockey was really good, yeah, yes. and they were hella cheap, so his family was able to get both of them. Oh, and uh, Toe Jam and Earl, we yes. played that. That's a good one. It's like it's a terrible game, but it was
1: fun. Oh, it's um, fun. An earthworm yeah. gym. And, and Earthworm Jim, Earthworm Jim, when you play, it, man, and you get and it. to the end, and it's just a thing, and it's a fish in a fish bowl, totally anticlimactical. Oh, spoilers! Yeah. No, it's I no
4: started groove. off on Atari twenty six hundred that my parents found at a tax sales. <laughs> Yep.
2: <laughs> nice, dude. No, my, my I mean, I ha, we they had an Atari, but we didn't play it. I started Nintendo, the original NES. I had a handful of games for it. My next upgrade was the sixty four, and my buddy, I can't say his name, but his brother stole the <laughs> Orca of Time game from Blockbuster because he was working there, and I bought it off of him for seven dollars. Then he could go buy whatever the fuck he was buying for seven dollars. I love that game. But dude,
1: the original Nintendo, I can, I remember this so vividly. Um, do you remember the old QVC, like back, back when QVC first came out, they sold Nintendo games on QVC. My father bought us Rambo. I think it was like Rambo two or whatever. It was sort of a Rambo game came out for Ness. It was Rambo and some other game. And I can't remember what the other game was because all we played was Rambo. Oh, it was Fester's quest i have that still (laughs) dude we got rambo and fester's quest and we played the hell out of rambo i never even touched fester's quest until so much later and then i realized how much fest how fun fester's quest was and i'm like oh my god oh and super tough but when you get to the thing you use the noose to call lurch and then you'd get all the the special things that you buy from lurch freaking fantastic
2: Did anybody play Captain Skyhawk on NES? Yes. A tiny bit, yeah. Yeah. In fact, okay. I actually watched you watch the cartoon, too. They had a cartoon? I missed that. I thought they did Skyhawks.
1: I think that's Skyhawk's cartoon. Uh, yeah. Well, hold on. See, no, I, I think it might be agreeing because just for the sake of agreeing. I don't cognize. the Yeah, I don't know about Skyhawks. a cartoon. I played Captain Skyhawk no. and that game was no, hard as shit. shit there was a Skyhawks but it wasn't Captain Skyhawk those are two different things there sorry a, yeah, there, I'm,
4: I'm, yeah I'm mixing them up I'm sorry
1: yeah there was a Skyhawks and they were like the the things that they had like the eagle heads on and then they put their arms yeah, up, the wings yeah they, they, they were like around. space and shit yeah Captain Skyhawk was completely different than that yeah yeah
2: now, I have a weird transition topic unless Cecil actually had something. No, go. Which I have a topic too. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm looking at New Dad Gaming and, and <laughs> admittedly this is the first time I'm hearing about it and I haven't had a chance to listen to any of your episodes yet, but your uh, your brief uh, titles of, of what you have and a brief summary of everything. I'm super interested. How many kids do you have and what age range if you're comfortable
3: talking about it? Yeah, for sure. Now, I have a, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. So, just the two of them. Okay. Which is the, uh, just the appropriate number. There you no go. Yeah, there's
2: uh, <laughs> there's two kids here. One just turned 18. I got one that's 12 and all of that. Admittedly, wow. the fiance's kids, but you know, great kids. I've known them for a long time now. Uh, I know D has a couple kids but I don't know all his kids um, and I know Cecil's kid Blue is, he's working on it he's got like nine <laughs> in the making because he's going to be one of
1: those <laughs> yeah yes. Because because he, uh, he's, he's no. like the old um, Monty Python every sperm is sacred every, every is sperm
4: good. is good if no, a sperm I'll confirm is kids
2: wasted say that one. Hey, there you go no God confirmed kids Now, I got a question for everyone, um, because I have run into this uh, about a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago, uh, with the kids playing video games and doing all of that. Has anybody run into one of the kids actually being a poor sport at video games, and how have you dealt with it?
3: Oh, I had Um, one recently. Both? Yeah. (laughs) So, I wanted to nip it in the bud, because the... Wanted him to understand the consequence. So he had lost the game to his brother, and he threw the nunchuck or the uh, Joy-Con. So it was just that kind of rage moment. Which again, that we've all been there. So it's like you can empathize. It like I know what you're feeling. I've done that before too. But also, that's a hundred dollar controller. <laughs> you would, we're not going to be doing that. So in that case, it was just he lost games for he lost access to it for two days. And the next day, when he asked about it, it's like, well, remember yesterday? you got angry which again you're going to get ang- it's fine to be angry it's like what you do with that anger is the important part and throwing it is not what we do here so th- you that's why you're not playing it again today so wait another day and you'll get it back and then you can see when he starts to build up anger next time the he starts doing the calculus where it's like I'm <laughs> really pissed off throwing this would be amazing but more amazing is not losing games so let's see if we can kind of keep it under wraps how about uh, everybody else yeah, my kids are bad about it, too. They get kind of competitive.
4: Um, thankfully, I haven't had any throwing the controllers yet. Sometimes they'll hit each other, but, yeah, you know, I'll take away games for a day or two, you know, type deal. Sometimes the whole weekend, depending how bad the little fit is. But thankfully, I haven't had any thrown Joy-Cons yet.
3: <laughs> Especially, like, the old uh, Wii days, we saw, like, throw, like, you would see the nunchuck, like, stuck out of the TV. Oh yeah! Because somebody like gets so pissed off playing Wii bowling and just like it's like just this, jammed soon out of it, the TV set. They see they
4: Super Nintendo like, oh, it came off. It is. It's like you have to be trying hard to do. You have to stab that TV with all your might. I mean, you, how the hell do you pull that off? I I've, mean, I've had I've a couple
1: axes at TV and they don't go in that deep.
5: I know.
4: It's like you know. It's a. It's it's like what'd you do? Like you know. Loaded in the old cannon, put a little gunpowder in, ba boom! <laughs> Nintendo, how did you let this happen? You used a fucking cannon, dude.
0: <laughs> I what you got, so I I know I don't got I don't got kids, but my um, <clears throat> I remember when I was sixteen, I was playing with friends at their Giggity. place. We were playing Halo, and they were getting angry, and they were getting very vulgar. And they were getting very loud and they were just they they weren't throwing anything, but they were were cursing. they were getting very frustrated. And you can tell that they were just very angry about, you know, getting killed or whatnot. And I was like, I never never happened. I I remember getting frustrated. I remember just like and just like, you know, like throwing my hands up and what uh, and whatnot. Uh, I saw them do that. And then I was like, huh, oh, maybe that helps. So I tried. I started doing that. Uh, not one of my my brightest moments, because uh, it only got worse. And then I remember my mother came by the room once, and she poked her head in, and she says, "If that doesn't stop, that thing goes bye bye permanently." And I remembered I just like put the controller down. I was like in the middle of a lone wolf's match, and I just it was like, yeah, I got to stop doing this.
1: So you were the Call of Duty kid.
0: I never really like, so I didn't wear the headset and like curse at people. Like that was never my thing to like, like really like, I mean, like I would get angry at someone, be like, why would you do that? Like, I never really like played teams. I played Lone Wolf. So it was all like. On me, and I get mad at someone, but I never was like I'm not going to like shout at someone at the end of a match. Yeah, I feel like you're getting I defensive
1: just, now, which makes me really think that you were that guy. Now, dude, <laughs> blue,
2: blue is the kid yeah. in that video because he's not on the microphone thing. He just gets so mad. His brother's videotaping him, shoving the controller up his ass because he's just so pissed
0: off. <laughs> I mean, I, I I cursed a lot, and I got really pissed off at people. But I mean, it's just people just. Better than me, that's what it
4: is. Wow. So, so I was a, okay. I was the oldest brother, and I was a salty motherfucker. So yes, like was.
1: So. I, I can validate that 100. <laughs>
4: so so like like when you old the old Nintendo and stuff like you know I'm the oldest, so I get the um, you know first controller. So they pissed me off, and they'd you will know, be playing Mario. They'd hop like mid jump, I would pause it. What <laughs> I pause
2: it, let him just drop in the pit. Be like, but now. <laughs>
1: so (laughs) so
2: the the specific reason that i'm asking uh because reading over the new dad gaming i I really am gonna have to listen to your podcast some of your uh your stuff seems very very interesting to me i know your kids are a lot younger than the kids that i have here uh but the the 12 year old here and i think she was 11 at the time among us has been a very very popular game everywhere right um She was. I've had to ban the game permanently in the household. I can't play it because I banned it from for her playing it and all that. Uh, She was the imposter. And in order to make the game go faster, when she was the imposter and she got caught and called out because she would do it quick, she would make sure that she called out the other imposter so that they could end the game and go to the next game faster so she can keep playing instead of sitting out entirely. Um, And that has not gone very well, and I don't... I, I don't want to ban the video game. I don't want to take it away, but it wasn't one time. It was multiple times and then mm. there's the getting very upset when she's being accused of being the imposter um, and she wasn't the imposter at the time and getting voted out, so her she takes the whole thing to make sure she screws with other people as best she can. Um, so in a It's really, the only game that we've truly ever had an actual issue with. Uh, but have you guys dealt with a situation like that? And how did you guys handle it? Because I'm, I'm curious. I've had to ban the game in the household, and that honestly fucking sucks. Because you know, I, it's terrible to ban the games. It's
1: not a bad mm-hmm. game. See, that sounds exactly yeah. like the Fortune perfect not. Among Us player. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, just you <laughs> described her. I'm like, that's literally like, Among Us in a nutshell. So, like, why? I mean,
3: I want her on my team. It's <laughs> interesting it's an interesting offense because it's uh you know it's not the being angry at something obviously that's not great you got to control emotions as best you can the but not abiding by the spirit of the game in so much that like there's two imposters and like you you can't rat out your other imposter how would you feel if somebody ratted you out and you still wanted to win like that's not this you are ruining the game for other people because like you're a bit salty with like the loss of it so that it's actually, a, that's a really fascinating bent on it, one that I hadn't heard. I, I think it's probably much along the, it might just be that with the particular scenario, it's just not a game that's going to be allowed in the house, which that that sounds like a fine excuse. Otherwise, it's if there's a desire there. It, it's funny to hear like all the stories of like, I got really pissed off and my mom took it away. Like that's such a common thread with parents and kids and games. And it's hilarious that that threat has maintained since we were young. Because losing the game system, like there's nothing worse. Like losing the game is the worst of that you think you could possibly experience. So that, I just have to imagine if uh, she would want to get in, you just set rules and it's like, you can't get angry or like you can't get overly upset. You know, you're going to get, again, you're going to get angry, but how do you handle it? And then you can't rat out your people. And for the first like f- next 10 matches, we're going to do it together and I'm going to make sure you, you know, play. And make sure it's fun for everybody else. And then if they can show themselves to be trustworthy, great. And if not, well, sorry, this this, this title is not going to work in our households. So let's find something else.
1: And might I suggest that while you're watching over playing for those 10 games, that you sit there with a knife in your hand and you just look at her. And every time she dies, you just look at her and you just go, you remember, snitches get stitches. And you just stare at her.
2: And you don't actually cut her. Um, like, you don't actually do no, that. No, that would no. be bad. Cecil, you've met her. She'll like, cut me. She'll yeah, take exactly. that knife from yeah. me, yeah. and yeah, I'll, I'll be the one bloody knife on the floor. And be sitting man. There
1: going, I'll be sitting there on a video chat with you. You'll have a knife sticking out of your neck, and you'll be going, "Cecil, you told me to do this. You said this would work." And I'd be like, "Dude, I really thought it would work. I really did. I like, I had good intentions here."
3: Yeah, this is a. <laughs> Jesus. If I can throw oh, a random, he- uh, I'll, I'll steal my co-host's uh, random story. So he's got a uh, oh, man. I Always mess up his aides. I swear, it's like ten and twelve himself. So what's kind of nice is he's forging the path for me. So a lot of it's just me asking him questions for what I'm going to expect. But this is kind of a left field story, if you'll indulge me. So the, it turns, he was doing really, his kid was doing really poorly in school, was missing a bunch of homework uh, situations, right? And what they discovered was that uh, they had, this is at homeschooling because of the pandemic and they had their little laptops and they were watching him and it's like, well, he's at, he's at school every day. Like, what's this all about? And then finally they catch him. Just one day they kind of peek over and they discover that he's not, he's in a new tab. He's not in the tab he's supposed to be with his classmates doing all the learning. He's in a tab, which is a custom Roblox game that is Among Us. So he, he, he wasn't allowed to play Among Us. There's no like browser version of Among Us. So like he and all of his school buddies had found this online version of Among Us that they rebuilt in Roblox. And instead of being in school, he's just sitting there cranking this game all day. Surprise! Surprise! His marks are going way down, the, way down the drain, and the whole thing just blows up. And now they have to have him like sit, like watching him because he was playing this knockoff <laughs> Among Us game in Roblox instead of doing schools.
1: That is future and, manager you know, right there. That is a future manager right <laughs> there. Yeah, you
3: gotta, right gotta, gotta appreciate the hustle, right? Like, you have to punish him, but at the same time. Man, you're Bravo! Like, that's pretty good. You're like, yeah, That was
2: pretty. That was pretty smart how, of you. How were their grades doing? Like, did the the grades go down?
3: The grades are slipping. Yeah, so that's that's okay. went like too far.
2: So we had the opposite problem. She's t- stupid smart. Everything is too easy for her. She's in a, a gifted program, doing great. Well, if she would pay attention, and uh, she'd be doing great, but she would start her day, she would sit down in front of her laptop when we were doing the 100% virtual last school year and she would do all of her classes, all of her classes in the first 15 to 20 minutes and then she <sighs> would Paste. we had the teachers send a couple emails that hey she's posting paragraphs in the chat and memes all the time and she's playing the custom roblox things to play the among us right now the new custom one going around is the squid game is on roblox oh, and so of course you is. can play squid game uh so they're doing that and hey, can you link me that yeah yeah actually i, <laughs> I will because I'm, I'm trying to play it too after i watched her and i was like damn it i gotta get roblox But, I mean, her grades were phenomenal. Like, perfect straight A's. She was doing all of her work. It it was fantastic. But she was an absolute horrible poor sport when it came specifically to that game. I think she's done very well with other games. um, But when it's a competition game, even when we play, Mm. you know, board games at the table as a family, she's very competitive and if I can't win or ruin it for everybody I don't want to play and I'm trying to figure out a way to help her move past that but I'm having a rough time figuring out do I just ban the fucking games outright and say you know what you're done with them I don't give a shit anymore because saying hey you know let's try playing it this way well I don't really like that game
1: (laughs) you know Well, I've said it multiple times, and I I mean, I, I used to be incredibly competitive at games. I mean, like downright, if I wasn't good at a game or if I wasn't beating everybody at a game, I would play it to the point that I could play it with my feet and beat somebody. And no, true story. He used to beat me with his fucking feet all the time. Mortal Kombat. (laughs) I I actually (laughs) I killer instinct. I I literally I literally learned how to play those games so much that I could play them with my feet. And yes, I would beat people with my feet. I mean, that's that's the level of competitiveness I used to be. I got to a point where I finally was like, this is turning into a stressor. Like I would I would play people. And I it would start stressing me out because I couldn't beat them, and then I'd start working and working, and working until I could. And I mean, we won't even go into the Counter Strike days because those are some dark times. But that what,
2: was me right there. I did. I was very competitive and played semi-professionally on Counter Strike.
1: Let, let's just say that I there. I I put a whole PC together with some of the stuff that I won out of Counter Strike tournaments and Jedi Outcast tournaments. So. I am now like I finally figured out a way and, and I've said it before and I've even like argued with you and co on it that I am just not competitive on games in general like at all like just across the board if somebody's like oh man have you gotten this out of this game no I'm not really I'm not competitive enough to like strive for that I don't need to be the first person to get it I don't need to be the hundredth person to get it I don't need to be the million person to get it if I get it I get it if I don't i don't i'm just like i'm so like i play games now strictly to enjoy them and that's like how i try to roll and that's it's the funny thing because when you mentioned when you mention kids my my daughter when i you know because i play video games my daughter wanted a, a gaming system so i got her i you know i said hey look if you get this many ar points and they were the advanced reader points back when she was in elementary so if you get this many ar points You can pick the system. I'll buy it for you. You tell me what system it is. I don't care what it is. I'll buy it for you. So she did. She knocked it out of the park. She had to get like 150 points and she ended up getting like 780 points. Like some stupid amount. I'm like, well, shit, I should have set that bar a lot higher. Anywho. So then she's sitting there and she goes to get it. And she sees me playing PS4 all the time. So she's like, I want to get a PS4. And I'm like, well, before you decide on getting a PS4, what do your friends have? Like, well... I don't know. I want to get a PS4 to play with you, and I said we can play my PS4. I've got plenty of two-player games. I was like, but in the end, you're going to be playing more with your friends than you are with me. I was like, I will play with you any day of the week. You tell me you want to play Injustice too, dude. We are playing Injustice too. That doesn't bother me. We'll make that happen. Whether you've got a system, I've got a system, or we're going out and we're we're going to the arcade or something, we're doing it. I said, but in the end, you're going to be playing more with your friends than you are with me. So what do your friends have she's like well they all have the switch i was like well does the switch seem interesting she's like oh yeah it really does i said well do you want to switch and you know after she took some time and thought about it, she's like yeah she got a switch and it's been the best thing in the world because i mean there's a lot of switch games that can be competitive like i don't know just dance which she's a freaking dancer so she blows me away every single time but like there are games like that where you can be competitive, but it's not really competitive. You're really more competitive with yourself than anything else. And like there's been some sparks of competitiveness with her, but really she's just – I mean, because, because since she's been born, I've gotten out of that I'm super competitive with games. She's not really super competitive. If she loses, she's just like, nah, all right, whatever. What do you got, Trevor?
3: Yeah, so – yes yeah, so I got – two kind of thoughts that sort of maybe put a bit of a cap on it would be in a different for every scenario the problem is like with any type of parenting advice it's like you don't know the house you don't know the parent you know the kids so it's like this one thing will solve everybody's problem fantastic
0: yeah
3: <laughs> Na- nap time <laughs> grab nap time it yeah, fixes everything oh dude it's tequila in this household man <laughs> tequila fixes everything <laughs> but i do like the i, I like a bit of competitiveness, competitiveness in a kid there's something about someone who wants to win has that eye of the tiger like wants to drive and there's certain benefits to that where I, I think maybe when us are coming up, we're kind of a previous generation. It maybe got a little bit too dulled where the participation trophies and like there wasn't as much drive to have like winners. And like, you know, if you want to get good, you got to practice and you have to want to win. You have to have to drive. So, you know, like keeping some competitive competitiveness in there is great. So you don't want to dull that edge too much. Um, and I think otherwise one thing that's worked somewhat well is, as opposed to being a dominating force. And again, the trial and error, like who knows how it works. But instead of being a dominating force, like here's the rule and here's here's how it's going to work. Uh, especially with a 12 year old as they're starting to come into their own. It's like, here's the outcome I'd like to see. Is like, I'd like you to be able to play some games and you can lose and control yourself, not kind of ruin it for other people. And it, this could be a good thing inside of our household. Currently what's happening is this, which is counter to that. So here's what I'm proposing we do. What do you think we can do so that we can all arrive at you being able to play this game? Because so you're putting it, you're almost you're including them in the solution of saying like, how do I want to find a way that we can let you play this game? But the way you're currently doing it, we can't because it's a negative four. So what's I think we can maybe do this, this, or this. And then you could start playing that game again. It doesn't have to be gone. What do you think? Like what? How do you approach it? So that way, when it comes time for her to think about it, she's part of the solution. You're not just dominating well, Here's my rules, you'll live by it, or hit the bricks type of thing.
2: Yeah, that might no, be something I, I understand entirely. That's uh, yeah. I try and do it by a a council, right? Where everybody sits at the yeah, we, uh, you know, and I'm for the empire and cross the board, <laughs> I'm very authoritarian. <laughs> I, I, I just believe in doing it that way, but mm. I do do the council. Uh, you we used to doo-doo. be at the kitchen table, yeah, do do. You know, it's almost like saying basic. I don't know how that
3: works. Out of drink. <laughs> I'm out of drink. Yeah. I'm I'm out out of drink. Like,
1: all I've got is this vodka. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I
2: try to do it to where we sit down and we all talk about and discuss it and go from there. Um, and that has worked for the most part. But I think... I think maybe the stress of the pandemic across the board and being stuck inside and it being one way or the other, and it just, it got pretty nasty. So I've just, I've had to ban the game and I don't want to ban the game because I was having fun playing the game. But I'm on the the line with Cecil where, sure, when I was 16 to 25, just, you know, young, young, dumb, and full of cum, like... Let's do this across the board, competitive on everything. And now I'm just like, man, I'm 38. I just want to play video games and have fun. I'm going to come home and drink a beer and relax. But that's me. All
5: no,
1: said. I think that's. Uh, I think those are all valid points. And I and Trevor, to to your point, I think you. Uh, I think you nailed it. Like the household's different you don't know the kid there, there could be all sorts of things that going on. So it's really hard to kind of give an overarching here's what works. But I do, I do agree with you. I think the getting them involved in the solution is going to teach a lot more than just the authoritative. This is how it works and you've got to deal with it. Um, I, 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 I love that idea and I, 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 I agree with it a hundred percent. I don't think there's anybody Mm -hmm. that, uh, that doesn't think that that's a great, Way to do it.
3: But. Yeah. But I'd, I'd also agree with Demark. At some point you have to. That's great. You try your best. Your heart's in the right place. But eventually. Sometimes you got to put your foot down too. So. Oh yeah. That's like, oh yeah. That's a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I mean. If so. If. I mean. There's exceptions to every case. As, as it rolls. You know. But on that note. We got to wrap this up. I've had a great time tonight guys. I, I want to thank each one of you for being here. But. Daymok, where can people find you at, man?
2: Uh, I pretty much troll the GNA Discord. I'm wearing the Thoughts and Shots t-shirt, so uh, I'm in their Discord. Hopefully, I'm going to be harassing New Dad Gaming and potentially their Discord. But uh, yeah, you'll, you'll find me around. Just search for Daymok in the GNA Discord.
1: Rock on. What about you, D? Where can people find you at, man?
4: People can find me on my website, microbrewgamers.com uh, where I do some uh, reviews of uh, tech and beer. Uh, you can find me on, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. Of course I got my own, um, discord, but I'm usually on the GNA podcast discord, you know, haunting here.
1: Very nice. What about you blue? Where can people find you at?
0: You can find me here on our GNA discord and you can find me on Twitter as well as blue shark 45.
1: Very nice. Trevor, sir. Thank you for
3: joining us. Where can people find you at? Man, absolute pleasure, guys. Can't thank you enough for having me. That was a phenomenal conversation. Uh, yeah, so as mentioned, so it's the New Dad Gaming podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the usual podcasts If you search for us. And otherwise, at our website, newdadgaming.com and Twitter at newdadgaming.
1: Very nice. We got to make sure to hook up and, and link up on Twitter. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else, uh, Ustream, Twitch, um Jesus where else uh, Facebook uh, grinder Tinder uh, free play I mean I, like look if I'm not it look if you're looking for me I I'm probably there just if I'm not tell me I'll upload there I don't care I'll go everywhere I literally pimp this podcast everywhere I go so we hope you enjoyed the show don't forget to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app reviews help people find the show so if you enjoy the show help other people find it by uh, by giving a review you can fire us find us on itunes google play music uh podcast addict player fm spreaker MyTuner, your listen spotify i uh i Heart radio stitcher uh i think i already said stitcher once look we're everywhere if we're not someplace let us know we'll upload there we're happy to and we're partnered with humble bundle Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service where, with a little bit of a twist, uh, when you buy a game or a package or or a bundle, you also donate to charity, so... Um, if you put the question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of whatever your humble bundle link is, that'll let them know we sent you. If you do buy a bundle, make sure to go into the little sliders there where you can select where your money goes. Take the GNA slider, put it all the way down to zero because we don't want your money. We want you to give it to charity. We'll want you to give it to the publisher, maybe throw a bone or two to humble bundle, but we don't want your money. We just want to know that we sent you there. We just, that's all we care about. We just, we just want that little metric to say, you know, Uh, it went up two bucks because somebody donated two bucks and we sent it there. That's all we care about. It's all about charity for us. So Um Crumble Bundle. Oh I think we got a website still, right? Um hey, what's our website?
2: Don't let your kids play certain games because they're kind of assholes, but you still love them, anyways. Dot.com um, or GnApodcast.com
1: <laughs> Sorry, Trevor. forgot to warn you about that. I thought <laughs> if you saw everybody ripping their headphones
3: off, you'd follow in suit. <laughs> Not quick enough. <laughs> I've that ringing in my ear for a couple weeks. It's worth it. It's I, I try to <laughs> tap
2: so the earphones, like, take them off,
1: man. <laughs> well, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I had a great, great time, Trevor. Thank you for joining in. You are welcome back anytime you would like. Um, we love cross, we love cross podcast stuff. Uh, we do stuff with thoughts and shots, and well, when TPC was up and running, so we love that type of stuff. You're welcome anytime. Um, and have a great night, gentlemen.
2: Y'all have hey, man, a great one. one. Dude. It's been
1: fun, Thanks, and uh, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm going to check out New Dad Gaming here in a second. Ooh, yeah, uh,
3: send us some notes. <laughs>